Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this recording? Untitled and unscripted. Ooh. Legitly unscripted because, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy past couple weeks. And we don't really have too many announcements this week, but, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> we have some interesting <laughs> stories to share, um, I guess you could say. Some things that's happened in the paranormal news that we mm-hmm. kind of want to discuss briefly besides our this week's experiences. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of announcements. This is actually going to be a really cool episode. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. So from the title, if you've noticed, we sat down with Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are podcast. He come to the dark side, duh, 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 where we shed light on things that go bump in the night. For real, though. <laughs> we did. Yeah. He did, and he's a buddy of ours. We've done two episodes on his podcast over at Where the Weird Ones Are that you can find on YouTube, you can find on Apple, you can find on Spotify, and a couple other places. But yeah, so yep. he is our special guest today that we will be doing the origin story of Kevin, which is very interesting, I have to say. Mm-hmm. He's a magical individual. He is. Yeah, and now I say that with respect and sincerity because some of the things he's experienced um, lead that. And this one's actually going to be a little bit different uh, than some of our origin stories. So on top of his origin story, we actually did a collaborative read, me and Emily, where we uh, basically go in and look at his paranormal situation. And we did the reading individually and then come together with our findings. And we did that initially a couple months ago. And then on the podcast, basically when we were talking live with him, we let him listen to it and gave him some more information and the results to that reading. So you guys will actually get um, somewhat of a firsthand look at how M and I do what we do best. Yeah, and you know, I also did a separate reading for this for him because I wanted to practice more past live readings, so I also gave him a past live reading as well. Yep, and it was very interesting because it all kind of merged in together, Mm -hmm. and that was not intentional because me and Emily did our reads separate and did not. She told me nothing about the past life regression. Uh, I think we sat down and did the individual reads first, then she did the past life regression, then we did our final like conclusion read. So basically what we're going to be doing is doing his origin story or listening to his origin story rather. That's my country coming out. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing that origin story there and uh, we're going to play that 30 minute clip of me and Emily sharing our findings and then we get his uh, impressions of that and his reaction to the conclusion. So we're in the process now of figuring out how we are going to help 
Kevin deal with this because he's already well on his way. And you'll see, you'll see what I mean, guys. But yeah, yeah that's what you have to look forward to in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying I got really excited when my stuff came together with your stuff. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, chastity, chastity. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I mean, spirit works in magical ways and they do it for a reason. Everything has a purpose. We're just the conduits of the information. But yeah, we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Hey, if you didn't catch that. And our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast. Lights at midnight. Lamp. Ding. Yep. So, yeah, guys. Interesting, interesting episode. There's children screaming outside. Mm-hmm. Is it the zombie apocalypse? I hope so. No, there's yeah, I'm ready. I'm over Take this shit. Take them, kids. Take yep. them, kids. Easter egg. Learn to swim, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It's going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess let's start with this interesting bit of information that I received from the interwebs that I enlightened Emily on. It's not everywhere, but it's it's been going around. So this lady, I don't, I'm going to give you very paraphrased information here. This lady lives out in the woods, basically, in the hollers, in the hills. And she has been finding um, animal remains on her property. And they were showing up more frequently. Well, she ended up having, um, I guess you say a trail cam put out. And she caught something very interesting. Now, could this be like something silly, you know, like somebody made this up? It's possible, but if you guys know what I'm talking about or have heard the story, you'll know where this is going. But if not, then buckle up because it's kind of strange. And we're actually going to ask you guys for some help on this one because I'm just baffled. So the lady set up the trail cam or she had the trail cam set up one or the other. And she caught something very, very interesting. Um, So where the dead deer carcass was... Uh, she saw a woman approach that looked like she had black stringy hair, a weird head, but come to find out it looks like almost like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre mask. Say that three times fast. And she was nude, except from the waist down, she had on some type of flowy skirt that still showed her bottom to a degree. It kind of looked like a loincloth. Yeah, yeah, like a fancy one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like one you'd buy off Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and the mask, mask too, probably. And then she was totally shirtless. And it's so funny because now that I think about it, even though I haven't listened back to the recordings, I'm pretty sure we talk about boobs with Kevin, too. So this yeah. was, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this was uh, not intentional, guys. Um, this was just my me doing me. So I apologize. I hear a lot about tits, but hey, that's our motto. So tits, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there was a lady and she was the one eating the dead deer carcass. And they're calling it a witch. It, yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's a woman, but it's it. And then lo and behold, a second, what I heard somebody say was a woman, comes up and starts to partake in the feast. Wasn't a woman, I believe. From what I saw, it was a man fully clothed top and top and bottom i'm not quite sure how i feel about this it feels probably real because people are losing their shit um and they're doing weird things 
as our great awakening continues to happen, which is going to be something I speak about in this week's experiences. But um, oddly enough, it all ties in together. And we want to know what that was. Like what, what kind, if, if it's really a witch, what kind of witchery is that? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's influence and she was just in under influence. Yeah. So people are saying witch, you know, which is, which is, you know, a loose term. I don't know of any type of witchcraft that does that good or bad. Yeah, exactly. I don't I've either. Heard, yeah. So I think it's crazy. I think it's a little bit of a little bit of crazy, a little bit of influence, but we just kind of wanted to throw that uh, a little, interesting. A little dash of possession, you know. Just maybe a little, a little bit, bit more. Um, more than a dash. <laughs> yeah, there's some ingredients. There's some seasonings on this shit because uh, yeah. yeah, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way at all. <laughs> so, uh yeah, that was the weird story I wanted to share. Um but yeah, Emily what do you have for this week's experiences? I got kind of two. So we went to the Philly Zoo and it was interesting because I felt very like close with the animals, if that makes sense. Like I kind of felt like I knew what they were thinking in some ways. And some of them like in the in their cages and stuff would come up to the glass and like be in my face. It was really kind of cool, actually. And there was this one animal, it was like the goat section, and he stood there with his head against the rock, and he literally looked like he wanted to unalive himself, and it made me feel so sad. But many people would say, oh, it's because they're in captivity and they're not free, so of course that's a normal feeling that they would feel. But all the other animals looked content enough, but that one was like... Nah, I I don't want to be here anymore, and it made me so sad. And I yeah, got to see tough. an alligator or a croc. It was a crocodile actually, and it was a baby one. And it came right up to like it was in the bottom of the like water basin thing, and it came up and it faced me in the glass, and it was so cool. And I'm like, oh my god, like I feel I don't know. It just kind of felt like it knew my thoughts i don't know it was- you were you, like we've said in previous episodes you are aurora of the forest you are snow white mm-hmm. they flock to you they're my children <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want okay i know it's probably illegal to have a crocodile or an alligator but like if i lived in south america i wouldn't mind it i i don't care i'd be like you're my babies now with the right permitting, you can almost have any, almost have mm-hmm. anything you want, but it takes the right permitting. I think you can have one. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, how would you contain something that can grow like You build huge. a bigger container. Yeah, I know. But my, Seriously. My dog yeah, would be yeah. best. So you- Ghosts would be best friends with a crocodile. Like that's Until it got big enough to eat him. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, okay, for my paranormal story, that's more paranormal. On the astral realm, this happened a few times. I did another exorcism on this soul who was, it looked like he was a veteran who had lost part of his, it looked like from the shin down on his right leg. So he almost, I guess he was considered an amputee in a way. And... I don't know if this happened during, like, when he was 
you know, in combat, like in a war, or if this happened afterwards, but something happened to where he had become possessed. And I know people will be like, well, how can someone be possessed when they're not alive? Like negative entities still can do the same stuff that they can do to us that we're alive, but they can do it on the when they're not alive, if that makes sense. Yeah. But so I was able to do an exorcism on him and free him, and it was very rewarding. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot about this until now, but I kind of had a funny dream. It was a little frightening, but it was in a way, in a way, but it was a little funny too. And I don't know why, but oh, you're done, right? You said you had two. Sorry, I should have asked. That was two. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, um, briefly it was like I was traveling in a camper and we were pulling a trailer and I got out because something was underneath the trailer part of the camper and it looked like a I hate I'm not trying to be rude when I say this but a midget person (laughs) and yeah I'm sorry um no it's fine it's it's kind of funny because it turns out to be really hilarious it's very brief And I'm pretty sure this was just a dream, y'all. I'm not saying this was an astral experience by any means. It could have been, but you know. But anyways, like, all of a sudden, I get under the trailer. Because I think I'm actually hiding from something that's coming, of course. There's always something like that going on in my dreams. And, uh, or I'm fighting for, you know, survival of myself and others. But, um, yeah, so this little thing, as I get a closer look on it, it's actually a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it has a weapon. I think it has a bow or something. Well, somehow somebody slung me this gun and I never had used it before. So I'm like, how does it work? And I shot it. I know violent, right? I shot this leprechaun that was running after me at this point, like right dead in the face. And it just kept coming. And I'm like, well, fuck. And then (laughs) uh, I I had a bow on my back and I pick it up and I try to like shoot it, but it's so close range. It's probably in, you know, theory up to maybe five feet away from me at this point. So I just start like welling the damn uh, bow at it as it's trying to shoot me because it had a miniature bow. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, then it stopped. I know the the stories, uh, but I thought that was funny. I don't know why I was dreaming about leprechauns. He could have left me some some coins or cash. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of upset that he didn't. Uh, moving on to more interesting things. Uh, <laughs> I got another client coming up um, tonight, actually. And this one's interesting because I got sent a picture of this client and there is clearly an apparition next to him in the place that he has had ever since he's visited this place in near or in his hometown which has a lot of history uh let's just keep it that way a lot of uh, war native american history just haunted hills and hollers that'll be kind of a giveaway of where abouts he lives um and yeah it 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 looks creepy and there's more than one thing there. There's like actually a little dead looking girl thing. And this is really wild. Um, similar place as my last client. And I've already done my channeling on that, but yeah, I got a really interesting picture. I don't know if I'll 
I don't have permission to share it. I might have permission after tonight to share it. It might be something I share at some point. I would really like to because it is freaky AF mm -hmm. and it is a woman. And I think she's tied to this place and I saw her and she like has this, she hovers over my client during sleep and like her hair floats out to the sides like she's just floating in air it's wild she's she creepy looks kind of, i saw yeah, it she it looked, was gross <laughs> yeah she's got like animalistic uh behavior she's actually this it if this is a human spirit which i think it it is but at the same time i don't know i don't know if it's human human spirit because if it is it's so uh demonized at this point so animalistic it's hard to tell energetically it doesn't feel demonic but it's causing him problems so i'll be speaking with him tonight about that and i've got because it's channeled in information i've already written it down i've actually got to review that and get in touch with them uh to get that set up for tonight so on to the next client and then let's see oh um, there's a little bit of information I wanted to say, something that spirit come in with, and it's just a brief reminder, because I know somebody somewhere needs to hear this, and this might be geared, it's geared towards everybody that's on their spiritual journey, but maybe geared towards more people that are a little more along in their spiritual journey. Um, there's no question that we're in like a great awakening phase and it's causing a lot of energetic upheave um, because people are trying to find their spiritual truths and they have no idea where to start um and you know even the people that's been doing it for a while like we all have resets ourselves. we continue to have spiritual awakenings um even after you know, we have our initial big spiritual awakening. We have these revelations constantly. And it's just kind of, I guess you could say, a reminder statement that there's so many more people, quote unquote, coming online that those that have more experience, please consider continually sharing your journey and being open with other people and being of guidance. Because the reason that you're in this, I'm speaking to people that have already had their spiritual awakening and already know information. The reason that you're in that situation, the reason spirit has put you here is to be a guide to others. And, you know, it's almost like we're being asked to step up and evolve and to teach other people. Because even though there's so many other people out here that are what I called plugged in, I guess you could say, that's going to continue to change over the next 10 years like it's it's all going to change that big dividing line we spoke about before and it's really important that the people that have somewhat of an idea and a moral standing stand up and speak out and continue to push ahead and help others because it, the equilibrium to me right now and it could be me but I feel like the balance between light and dark is getting a lot shakier and we are in that big sign of like a pluto pluto time 
for the next 20 years of power, manipulation, and control. And that's why we have people, more people coming online because they're needing to discern the truth from the lies that are happening. And I don't know, I feel like we we are having a dramatic energetic shift to not always the most in the not the most positive direction as a collective so i just wanted to say you know we all that have been in the game for a while we need to keep our heads up and we need to keep our eyes open including our third eye and we need to guide the people that are looking for direction and keep it that way because sometimes it gets hard the lifestyle does get hard, but it's really important to help those that are waking up because they could, and I, I mean, I'm not going to persuade anybody by any means, but planting the seed of information that they may need that may help them down the road. So it's just a reminder. I don't know if anybody else has felt that way recently. Mm -hmm. I would be interested in hearing if so. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but that's just something I wanted to briefly discuss without getting too in-depth. But yeah, yeah, I think that's it for this week's experiences. Lit. Yep. All right, guys. Well, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and switch to our interview with Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are. And yes, I think you will really enjoy it. We have all kinds of information. If you've seen any of our social posts, um, <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know it's kind of themed and it's themed that way for a reason. And you're getting ready to find out why. Yay, yeah. tips. Let's go. All right, guys. Today we have Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are. We super appreciate him coming on and we are going to jump right into his origin story. So... With that being said, we do have a little um, little different process today. Em and I actually channeled in some information about Kevin and some of the experiences he has been having either, well, I think we kind of picked up throughout life, but we'll say for in his house. He was seeing some things and we did do this channeling about two months ago, so it is pre-recorded and today before we sat down to do the initial origins interview, we ended up channeling in a little bit more information. So we'll be discussing that towards the end, but first we are going to just go ahead and start off with a few questions. So Emily, I think she has the first question for Kevin and we can go ahead and get started. Okie dokie smokey. So what is your like general title and the podcast that you do like what is the overall topic and why did you choose it okay so the podcast is where the weird ones are it was originally mainly geared toward paranormal so i started it as like a paranormal supernatural conspiracy podcast and i don't know if this is for everybody but i found that majority of people experience you know spirituality or mental health so i talk a lot about mental health and spirituality as well so but the general gist is paranormal supernatural uh encounters or experiences so i have people come on to talk about their experiences and encounters and then i also have people come on to talk about conspiracies well-known conspiracies or conspiracies that have been proven to be true and just uh, general thoughts on conspiracies that have yet to have light shed on them 
That's awesome. I love me a good conspiracy theory. Like in this household, that's what we thrive off of. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, since everyone knows that we kind of do an origin story for each one of our guests. So what got you interested in the paranormal to begin with? Um, And kind of when did it start? How did it start? Did you have paranormal experiences yourself? Because what we have found is most most people that have an interest in the paranormal, they have like a root as to why. And generally that is based on some type of type of experience. Can you elaborate, please? Yes. So I've had um, experiences my entire life. Uh, but what really got me into the topic was mainly horror movies. Um, I'm a I'm a movie buff to begin with, but horror movies are the favorite genre. But I can remember my first experience happened. I was in kindergarten, so I was about five, four or five ish area. I can tell you that story if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, my sister was in her. We were getting ready for bed. My sister went to bed or was getting into bed and she saw something go by her window. So she started crying and screaming that there was a witch in her window. And I remember thinking, I was like, what the fuck? Like, she's crazy. And my dad had just got home from work. So he was in there trying to console her because she was just like going crazy. I think my older brother was already in, in the bedroom and we, him and I shared a room and our bedroom no, because we moved around a lot. So our mine and my brother's bedroom was always in the back away from everybody else. So but this was a trailer and we you gotta walk down this long ass hallway to the end to the the very back of the uh trailer to where uh mine and my brother's bedroom was. So I'm walking down the hall and just as I get to the uh door frame, I see two shadows fly by the window. Now I know like trailers typically aren't very high, but this one was kind of set up high and it was kind of like on a hill area. Actually had a really beautiful view out towards over a farm and stuff. Uh, It was out in Lancaster, Vermont. So I I saw the figures and they looked like if I had to say, they almost looked like they were flying on a broom, like, you know, just two witches going by. Wow. You know, and they were darker than than the darkness outside. So they were definitely like shadow people, I would say, because you could it was dark or it was already dark outside. So I couldn't even see. But then I saw these darker figures just go by the window. And I I don't remember really being scared, but I remember being like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, most of the time when you see stuff like that 100% some type of energy is generally blacker than the black so that's terrifying to be four or five years old mm-hmm. and see something like that and I think that was something associated definitely with the land out there yeah, 100% po- possibly um, our landlord was also our neighbor and they turned out to not be very phenomenal people right now from what I remember I don't remember exactly but I remember at one point uh, my parents being like stay the fuck away from them wow that's crazy yeah well I mean so as a young child how did you integrate that experience into you know the next years of your life like how did that start to shape you did it make you have more questions did it make you more fearful 
Um, it didn't really make me more. It didn't make actually. It didn't make me fearful at all. Um, I almost want to say I kind of forgot about it. Um, not instantly, but me and my sister talked about it a couple times. Um, and then it just kind of uh, lived in the back of my head somewhere. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so moving forward in life here, is there any more paranormal experiences that stood out to you? in maybe your later teenage years or other houses you lived in that you would like to share? Uh, yeah. So I was nine years old and we had moved in with my grandparents and, um, I had tried to take my own life and then maybe two weeks. I can't recall like the time frame afterwards, but I remember sitting on the swing set in the backyard of my grandparents' house. And I saw, I could see something next to me. So I just kind of like look up and it was, it was an old man, but I could see through him and I couldn't see his face. Like he didn't have, like he had a face, but it was blurry kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but he had something in his hands and it was, I know it was like stringy. So what I, what I've been saying is that it's either, it was either, (laughs) either he was crocheting or he had a bowl of noodles. I don't know. Wild. Yeah. I don't know what the relevance of either or was, but, um, I just kind of like stared at him and he said, be patient. And then I was like, about what? And he's like, you'll know. And then I looked down at the ground at what seemed like forever, which was probably only a couple minutes, but it felt like an eternity. And I couldn't move. I wanted to so badly get up and run away. And I couldn't move. And then once eventually, you know, as it basically is like a paralysis, like a sleep paralysis is what it felt like. <clears throat> but I'm sitting there holding on to the chains of the swing, not move. No, I wasn't even swinging anymore. And um, and then finally, I was able to move my head and I turned and he was gone. So I think. I take that as like, be patient with life. You know what I mean? Like I've noticed um, since I started, I started a spiritual journey uh, a couple years ago and I noticed that I tend to rush things a lot. Right. And I don't tend, I don't um, appreciate and relish in uh, the moments. And I've been trying to do that more. That's good. Emily, do you feel anything from that, from him explaining that experience? Yeah, I saw I saw the uh, old man. He looked like a grandfather figure knitting. Like we and yeah, I just heard the word weaving. I was just curious because yeah. kind of freaks me out a little bit that you would sit there and you would be kind of in a paralysis state because I've never mm. ex- personally I've never experienced anything like that with a positive. I have a positive thing so that freaks me out which y'all I, all know by I now have, yeah. and sometimes it's more of a we need you to sit here and listen. Uh, kind Mm -hmm. of right yeah and sometimes you know they'll do that to get you to listen because they don't because whatever they're trying to tell you is very important right that is interesting Hmm. so any other paranormal experiences at that particular house after all that uh yeah i saw shadow people in the basement on a daily basis Uh, Um, yeah uh so my older brother had a bedroom in the basement 
Um, and my grandfather kept a lot of like things that he constantly needed in the basement, but we also played in the basement. So, um, I don't really know the significance of, uh, you know, cause you know, if you allow the shadow people to, uh, manifest and you don't like take care of them, they can grow energetically and become more of a problem. Um, but this went on for years that I lived there and uh, they were just, <laughs> they would just uh, hang out that, you know, the lolly columns that support the floor or whatever from the basement. Yeah. They, they would just like, you, you know, kind of like the Marlboro man be like leaned up again with its arms crossed looking kind of, obviously you can't tell what they're doing. It's a shadow. Yeah but that's what it looked like and sometimes it'd be in the back way in the back where it was a little bit darker or they'd be in a corner or under the stairs but they were never like close enough to like be able to touch me but it still scared the shit out of me um, absolutely now was this your dad's parents this is, this is my mother's parents mom's parents because for some reason something's coming in about your dad i was just curious if that was why and mm. i know we had this conversation before but i just wanted to ask just yeah. interesting yeah um but i had to go into the basement because my brother's bedroom was the only bedroom was the only place that uh the video game console was so <laughs> right that I, was a must Couldn't yes <laughs> yes i had to go down there so i could play um but it was weird though too because whenever there was other kids around i didn't see them i only saw them when i was by myself yeah, that makes sense because a lot of times um, you'll be if you if you have the ability to see things with you being a Sagittarius, that's a fire sign. That's naturally being able to see stuff. Then, yeah, you're you're only going to see stuff like that generally, especially at first when you're alone, because you're more focused on your environment than you would be if you were distracted by somebody else yeah. or something else, you know, which is terrifying in itself. Mm -hmm. Um is anything else you want to share about that location before we move on? Uh, yeah, so I did uh, regression therapy. So I don't know if this is a dream or if this is an actual memory. Because there's a lot of things that um, from my childhood that I've been trying to heal lately. Uh, so, but anyways, me and my sister, my, me and my sister used to play outside constantly. And I remember we were going somewhere, so we didn't have like a lot of time, but I, so I used to, uh, have, um, extreme migraines, right. And, uh, I would see things a little blurry. So we went to the doctor, I ended up getting glasses. So, but anyway, so we were outside, we, we used to follow, uh, tracks in the snow and stuff and pretend like they were these wild beasts and just be like oh we're searching for like fucking a dinosaur or something or uh, a rare pokemon and um but we were we it was a light dusting of snow and we were outside and we were following these weird tracks and they were weird they were a bit weirder than what other tracks we've ever encountered you know what i mean um they weren't deer they weren't squirrel they weren't raccoon they were just odd and um 
I remember, so we were walking in the woods and we come to the creek where, uh, I used to collect frog eggs. So I would play in the, in this creek and collect frog eggs and isolate them and watch them become tadpoles and eventually become frogs. And it was like my favorite, one of my favorite places to hang out when I was outside. And it was almost like a blue film went over my eyes and right in front of me. So this is, this is. I've considered myself crazy for a, for a while since um, recalling this because I remember everything else about this day except for this part. And um, there was a village of mushroom people in front of me and they were like stoking a fire in the mid center of this village. <clears throat> and they had houses going up this tr uh, up the trees and stuff like it, it was like basically like a Smurf village technically um and they all just stop and they turn and they they're looking at me but they don't have faces they don't look like uh toad from mario or anything like that they 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 look like actual mushrooms like you would pick it and eat it or whatever whatever you do with mushrooms um and i get a tap on the back of my head and my glasses fall off my face and then I turned my head and there was this little mushroom sitting on my shoulder and he spoke to me in my, in my, in my mind. And he said that I, he goes, you don't need those. And I go, my glasses. He goes, yeah. And then just like, at, like the flip of a switch, he was gone off my shoulder and my sister was standing there and she's like, what? And I go, you didn't see that. She's like, see what? And I go, my glasses fell. I lost my glasses. And she's like, where are they? And she's helping me, trying to help me look for them. And then out of nowhere, you just hear crunch. And my glasses were were broken and I flipped the fuck out. And wow. I remember, I remember picking them up and running home. And my mom's like, well, you need to go get another eye test anyway. So I'm not going to get you new ones. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I need them. Why would you wait? I was like the... Um, Basically, she didn't want to spend money it, just in case I needed like a new uh, lens, you know what I mean, yeah. or whatever. So we went to the doctors. And so the the only part that I don't remember of this whole thing was the mushroom people. Um, But we went to the doctors the two weeks later after the incident and uh. I had 2020 in both of my eyes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I haven't wore glasses ever since. That's crazy. And I mean, I had a feeling, I think, I know we spoke about this at one time before, but at the same time, this is an amazing experience. And I personally think it was a real experience, uh, especially the fact that you never needed glasses after this. And I mm. mean, literally, I think those magical beings, because a lot of times they're not, we hear a lot of stuff about dark, trolls and evil you know gnomes and stuff but that's not the case when it comes to a, a lot of elementals some elementals can be generally elementals from my best of knowledge and research from my past I guess you say client or my current client you have the seely and the unseely court so those were definitely fully magically incorporated seely court beings um, with they basically interestingly enough they live kind of at the same 
and not in the same dimension we do, but it kind of at the same parallel. Mm. So I think a lot, and this is just my opinion, I think a lot of the cryptids and stuff like that, whether they're from that same realm or not, that's kind of how some cryptids exist too. So in comparison, I, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I know when we talked about this, I, I get a vision like of you being on one side of the creek and then the other side of the creek is where you see this kind of like almost like a portal opened up in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I personally see it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's almost like if you jumped over the creek, you could have went into it, but they probably wouldn't allow you. But either way, like it's interesting that blue color too, because that comes up in the reading later that um, we let Kevin listen to that he's going to talk about in a little bit. Some of the things that you've already said kind of can kind of go along with some of the stuff that I personally got today too, to kind of finish up the, the, and kind of tie all the pieces together. So that's Mm -hmm. wild. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good news. (laughs) Yeah. That was definitely a positive experience in my opinion, because I mean, yeah, I, what I get from it was definitely positive. Um, it's almost like, just like, what the fuck are you doing? You're you're fine. Like, stop fucking around with, um, human fucking human technology, because right. the Earth it will provide is basically what I'm gathering from it. Absolutely, and it will heal. It has the ability. I mean, Gaia has the ability to transmute energy. Mm-hmm. And it will transmute things and heal you. Just even like it goes back to the herbs and stuff. Different herbs are can be antibiotics, for example, or you know, so on and so forth. That's beautiful. That was an awesome experience. Oh, yeah. You know oh well, I mean? we know we know that uh, mushrooms, this consume like edible mushrooms um, that you eat, you can put in fucking omelets. You can put in your steak and cheese and all that. Like they help with cognitive memory and uh, regenerating brain cells. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Gonna say too, like, basically, what you're saying kind of goes along, even though we weren't really going to talk about like your past life reading, mm-hmm. but like some of the lessons I picked up that you had to learn in past life. Yeah, well, the uh the very first past life that you recalled, which was um anger that I didn't complete okay. it, and it's and that I've been carrying it through each life and i will tell you that i've lived um the first half of my life angry and violent Uh and i have just recently been able to kind of push it to the side um anger no longer controls me that's great so do i i still experience anger yes oh yeah yeah human you know we're human at the end of the day so I don't want to jump ahead but in the in the reading we did a couple months ago I personally mentioned about healing your inner child yeah and you haven't now just to clarify for everybody listening you haven't heard this recording until right before we sat down and did this right correct so did you start healing your inner inner child in the last couple months yes that's amazing wow um I don't do you ever do you guys watch TikTok? Yeah. Mm, yeah, pretty much. So there I there's this video I ended up saving it. And it's this this guy it says uh his higher it you know it he, when it shows him in a different like he's dressed differently a little bit and it's th- there's three people and it's um higher self uh 
teenager or and then inner child. Um, and the teenager and just talking about it, I'm gonna start crying. Every time I watch it, I cry. Um, but they're in a inside of a barn and um the higher self is like, come on, let's go, let's go. And the teenager's like, what about child? And the child picks up the bat and he's like, go ahead, go. And he runs to the door like he's going outside to fight something. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I'm glad that you're on that journey. And it's a testament to the power of spirit where we didn't even say anything that, you know, I don't believe that's a coincidence. Like, and this is a big part. It's like spirit already started your healing journey before we even sat down to record this. So I think this is going to be powerful in terms of you getting an idea of how to even better control things that you need to take control of. So I'm, I'm happy that you found that. I give all the credit to above mm-hmm. because me and Emily haven't even talked to you about this. So praise. Yeah. I'm glad you're, cause it's going to, it's, it's, it's making me emotional. You're going to, um, I got cold chills too. This is going to elevate you spiritually. Generally when things like this happen, you're going to elevate so much spiritually and be so much more happy than you ever have been in your life. That's my, that's my prophecy. I guess you could say right now from <laughs> just knowing what's happening. Like you're on a journey. It's like, I just heard buckle up, but at the same time though, it's going to be so rewarding you're going to yeah. get like answers to yeah. things that you've had questions for for a long time is what spirit just said mm-hmm. yeah they it's it they say that it's uh it's very enlightening but don't think that it's um not going to be painful and there's been moments where it hasn't been fun <laughs> mm-hmm. so um like just to to touch on a little bit of it um, I've kind of, uh, I, I wouldn't say disowned, but I don't talk to my mother anymore. And she literally lives a block away from like, if, so there's, I'm live on this street. Like if you're looking from my backyard, you look straight, there's a street. And then a, a third street after that, my mother literally lives right there. And my mother has never stepped foot on my property or in my house wow i understand that i mean sometimes even if it is blood you have to break that cycle of toxicity yeah yeah um she's not i'm not gonna i feel like um a lot of things that i say paints her as like this super terrible mother but she wasn't terrible she just could have been better um i guess um she was my first bully and she she liked to put her hands on me a lot so and i think i got most of it more than any other and my sister tries to say that she did and i was like you were the girl like what are you talking about my uh brother my older brother can't do any wrong because he was the first and my younger brother couldn't do any wrong because he's the baby and then my sister got a lot of praises from my dad and then there was me yeah were you the oldest again i can't remember i'm sorry i'm the second oldest. second oldest so yeah so in a way kind of towards the middle but you said you had 
tons of brothers and sisters so <laughs> yeah later Towards on the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah later on um when my dad uh remarried you know i gained a stepbrother and a stepsister and then he had twins with my stepmother so those that's a boy and a girl and they adopted three later on wow okay yeah i think being like me being the oldest child i can relate to that it's almost like as a parent you kind of fuck up with your first kid like they're the I hate to say it that way but does that make sense like the first kid's always the hardest in a way to kind of like they're the ones that depending on when you had them too like for me and my experience I was the first child in my family and I was like the only child for many and even the only like cousin I was the only one so I got to see a lot of things and be around adults like there was no other cousins that were but there was one cousin older than me on my dad's side, but I never got yep. to see her. So, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like I always got to experience the shit end of the stick now. And being a first time parent, I wouldn't say that my child has been through nearly as much as I was put through as a child, but I had a similar upbringing, but it was all geared towards my father. My father was the one with the anger um, and the problems like you're talking about. So yeah. I can relate to it in that way. I don't know if it has something to do with like being some of the firstborn or kind of like getting the brunt end of the parents still growing up because shit, I just turned 36 and I still don't feel like I'm grown up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm getting well, there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I think a lot, of, a lot of it had to do with the more that I, um, I think back on it. So my dad, my dad was a good dad for the most part. He was just complacent, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like he was a lot of the times he was there, but he wasn't there. He was there physically, but he was somewhere else mentally. Yeah. Um, and my they split when I was young. And I think because I look a lot like my dad and I act a lot like my dad, my mom saw my dad and therefore proceeded to treat me like shit most of my life that's a fair assessment and that was through her trauma and pain uh-huh so growing up i was never really taught how to um uh process and deal with my emotions um i saw um basically how i portrayed my anger was from what i've seen so every time i saw my mother angry she was yelling and hitting somebody which was usually me um so that's what i did when i was angry i was get angry i would yell and then i would hit somebody and mainly yeah. somebody that was the cause of the anger a right. lot which led me to uh school suspensions uh juvenile detention uh being arrested um and also got me into <laughs> amateur cage fighting for a little bit until my son was born that's actually pretty cool but it's kind of taxing on the body <laughs> i would assume <laughs> yeah it was i was in the best shape of my life i actually was just talking to uh somebody literally today i was like i think i'm gonna start taking like kickboxing classes to try and get back in fighting shape not to fight just to be back in that shape that'll be awesome heck yeah now that kind of jumps into question four like how these experiences affected uh, has affected your mental health in a way but that's more 
personal. I would say, you know, if you have any more paranormal experiences you want to share, please feel free because then we'll move into like how they, the paranormal experiences affected you overall. Do you think uh, like any way in your life, not just mental health and any triggers or correlations that may cause more issues um, for like spirits or entities to influence you? Have you thought about any of that about uh, how the paranormal do you think it kind of see this is this kind of hard to kind of follow the questions at this point because I really think a lot of it's intertwined in between your of course traumas and experiences I think personally some of these things from your past they've they've hung around yeah that's honestly how I feel um so I think it would correlate greatly with what you experienced with you know your mother and then that's like that keeps your vibration low and then things just come on and feed because you're already a very bright light you already I personally think so I'm sure Emily can yeah. agree with that like yep. if you want to add to that Emily I think you know where I'm going with it yeah and I mean if you listen to our episodes you know that bright lights tend to attract things like a moth to a flame so there are things that will want to dull that light and keep you down at a lower vibration. So. Yeah. I think that has something to do with what's going on too. Um, as well. But yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share? Um, as in like paranormal? Yeah. Maybe going through time. Maybe like moving up from <clears throat> being a teenager into an adult. Like getting out on your own. Unless you have any more significant experiences from your teenage years. Maybe like getting out on your own and incorporating it into your own family, maybe. Yeah. So, um, so I, 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 when I was 13, I tried to take my life again for a second time. Uh, this time I used a bunch of random pills in my aunt's bathroom, which ended up causing me to spend an entire day in the hospital with stomach pains and it was not a good day it was very um uh kind of pissed me off and then I couldn't play football after that so uh, attached the feelings with the the um of wanting to do that and then um not succeeding and then not being able to do something that you actually like so that was um very hard but I feel like it shut me off for a little bit, you know, like if that makes sense. like, I feel like the chemicals, um, kind of just like dulled me out. And then the years after that, that's when I, um, I was experiencing a lot of anger, but when my kids were really young, I don't know if you want to call this uh paranormal, uh, but so it was like 2013, 2014, um, I was driving down the road coming home and this wolf comes across the street or well, it it's a coyote, but it's the fucking size of a wolf. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's broad daylight. Um, and it just stops in the middle of the road and it stares at me. And I was what? like, what the hell? So I come to a complete stop and we're like locking eyes and it probably it was probably only a couple seconds but it felt like you know a couple minutes and then he continues on into the woods and so i pull up to where he entered in the woods and i stopped and i i look out my window 
and I'm staring at him and he's walking nonchalant, no care in the world. And he just stops and then turns his head and stares at me again. And I swear to God, we're locking eyes again. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. And he stared for another like a minute or so. And then he's like, all right, man. And just like turned and started walking again. And now he comes up next to this pine tree and it's like a little hump. And I know that there's a drop off after that because we, I was living in, uh, I was living on a mountainside and, uh, is deep, not super deep, but it was pretty deep into the woods. So not a whole lot of houses around, but so it kind of like right next to this pine tree, this pine tree was humongous, but, um, it kind of goes up just a tad and then it's a complete drop off and um he comes up to it and he puts it he puts his first of all he put his fucking hand out like he was a human and then his paw i swear to god turned into a paw a hand a human hand and like what? ripped onto the fucking tree and helped support him to fucking get over this hump no way emily i mean and you just listen to the channeling we did did yeah. you pick up on the end about that card of the wolf that yeah, turns into the I man i think i was uh <laughs> to validate and like add stuff to the reading we'll yeah. sometimes we pull cards after we channel and one of the cards that i pulled was the wolf that turns into a man and so I that's signifying and i had a yeah. wolf on mine too yeah. that's wild but, but i'm was... also seeing it like i'm yeah. seeing it do you chas are you seeing it though right now uh, I mean, I was seeing it the whole time he was talking about it. Like, I yeah. actually feel like I'm in the car, yeah. honestly, with Me you. Too. But when you, when you, when he put that hand up, like, this thing wasn't solid white, though. No. I, I, I don't think it was solid white. It looked very much normal until it put its hand up. But then when I yeah. see its hand, it goes, like, from fur to, like, dirty human skin to, like, uh raunchy dirty nails that are pointed that are, they're wicked i'm seeing the fade like an apparition too like does that make sense like his yeah the paw but then it's almost an apparition of the human hand touching the tree yeah it's it's wild actually it's uh it's wild and i think it was a testament to a marking it was marking a change in your life mm-hmm. um when this happened so i don't know if you were done with the story i'm sorry to interrupt but that's wild and if you have anything else to say please do but d- did that experience if you have anything else to say like i said you go ahead and tell us but afterwards i'd like to see if that experience um started to not necessarily the experience but did that like make a turning point in your life sorry it took me a lot to spit that out <laughs> <laughs> so um at that time my uh son was wicked into uh hunting bigfoot show the tv show um and i used to be like fucking bigfoot's not real but like i wouldn't say it, really say it to him but he really liked watching it and um so when this happened right so this coyote it's coyote colors you know you know the blonde and the and this brown and and all that but it was like the size of a fucking wolf um and it was wicked clean fur like it was somebody's dog almost kind of thing no collar um but then you know the the hand thing so i got home and my ex-wife was doing the dishes and i told her about it about what had just happened she's like i was like i just 
a coyote just fucking crossed the road and she's like in broad daylight and i go yeah and she goes that's fucking weird and i go i tell me about it you want to hear something even weirder and she's like what and i was like his hand his paw turned into a fucking human hand and she goes what you're fucking crazy and i go no i swear to god and she's like yeah right but she's like you don't even fucking believe in bigfoot you're gonna sit here and tell me that fucking a dog fucking hand changed into a uh, human hand a paw hand paw turned into a human hand and i was like whatever and then af- after that that's i started looking into cryptids a lot and i started um really enjoying listening to people's encounter stories because believe it or not there's millions maybe billions of encounter stories out there yeah it's fascinating and like so that would be probably the turning point where it kind of made you you had to see, i heard you had to see it to believe it yeah yeah that was there, where you were at that point in life you had to see it to believe it and you got shown it <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and that's so and i have like i have another a few years later after that there's uh another incident after me and my ex-wife split um where <laughs> So I don't know if you know anything about coyotes because I didn't know this at the time, but I looked it up afterwards. So coyotes will pretend to be injured um, to attract attention and bring in something that they can um, like a either another animal or something. And then the pack will be somewhere nearby. And then the, once it gets close enough to, the coyote that's pretending to be injured, they will attack it. And that's a, a lot of how they feed, feed themselves Uh, for, I don't know. I can't remember if it was when they're really hungry or if it mattered when, but anyway, so uh, me and my ex-wife had just split up. It was 2016. It was fall and coyotes. They're all over the place. Um, at least they're in my yard at least once a week. Um, so one night I'm laying in bed, actually I was sleeping and I woke up to, uh, my dogs freaking out and I sit up and my dogs are barking at the windows. And then I hear barking outside. I'm like, Oh, it's fucking coyotes. What the fuck? So I get up and I'm trying to calm my dogs down. And then I look out the window and I see this little dog, little coyote at the end of my driveway. So there's a house across the street, but I can't see it, but I can see the light from it. So like has like, um, it shines enough light out towards the road to where if something's in the road right there, I can, you know, see like a silhouette in a way. So that's what I was seeing. I saw the coyote and it was just very little. So I, I feel like it was probably a female. Um, and that's, and that's what it said. That's what they say. They'll send the female to, um, attract to draw something out um so it was limping it was limping down. i turned my freaking uh i turned my light on in the driveway and it's limping down my driveway <clears throat> and at this point i'm standing at my door instead of the window just watching it and then to the left there's a field so there's a little bit of a tree tree line but if you know anything about maine new hampshire i think it's maine mostly maine but um back in the day they decided to separate property with rock walls so there's rock walls everywhere so there's a rock wall 
So you got some a couple trees and then a rock wall and then some more trees and then just a wide open field. And with the moonlight, I could just barely make out that there was a pack of wolves in the field running back and forth. And I'm just like, what the fuck's happening? And then I'm watching this uh, injured coyote walking down my driveway directly towards my house, almost like it was looking at my door, like it knew that I was standing at my door. And then I looked back over to the field and I saw these red eyes in the tree line. I couldn't see anything, but like right where it was, was like a boulder um, that they put in to go along with this rock wall. <clears throat> so because this thing was in the tree line where the rock wall was, the moonlight wasn't really casting any kind of light on it. Um, and so this boulder is about six feet tall because it's about maybe about my height, maybe a little bit above so it looked like it was standing behind it and it its eyes was just above the boulder and it was there were fucking red eyes and i was like what the fuck is that and so my dogs were like scratching out the door like trying to get outside and i was like you're not fucking going the fuck out there what the fuck are you trying to get outside you stupid ass i was like there's fucking red eyes over there we don't know what the <laughs> yeah. fuck that is that's when you just uh, lock the door and go the fuck back inside and go to bed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I freaking um, so I shut my light off. And as soon as I shut my light off, um, the injured, the coyote pretending to be injured just turns around and fucking bolts back up my driveway like nothing was wrong with it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I look back and I can still see those fucking red eyes. And then um. I got scared. I like had like this wicked sense of dread all of a sudden. And I grabbed my, my rifle and sat on the couch away from any, like I sat in the, so my couch was in the center of the, of the living room. It wasn't like up against the wall or anything. So I wasn't near any windows or anything. And I sat as in the center of the couch and both my dogs ended up just sitting on each side of me. Wow, that's some evil. I get, I'm getting like Evil Dead type vibes from this. Yeah, and like you could still see the coyote. So when when the coyotes are barking, my dogs are barking, and the coyotes were still barking outside. But my dog, once I sat on my couch with my gun, like completely scared out of my mind, my dogs just got up on the couch next to me and they completely stopped acting like they wanted to get outside. They stopped barking at the barking noises outside and everything. They just sat with me. That's great. You got to love man's best friend because they know when shit's about to go down, your dog's going to be by your side. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, I still have one of them. So that's awesome. Um, I'm definitely for that experience. That is some native American yep. Just stuff. It. Yeah. That is definitely some native American stuff. I'm like, and do you have native American in you? Yes. I thought so too. So, and it's, it's kind of tying into the fact that, the reason you're having these earthly like experiences, I think is due to your ancestry. Like you, you have that, you know, intertwined in you, which is part of your insight, just kind of like, like me, because I have the Cherokee background mm -hmm. and I resonate more with um, that than I do like spiritually than I do. Most of my family really don't like, I think I was the first person to ever develop the theory in my immediate family and it's based on the Cherokee traditions. I didn't even know it. And I feel like that is sim not exactly the same, but similar to your experiences and why you've had some of these experiences. 
and your ability with sight. Like you have the ability to go out and go hiking and be one with nature and be fucking peachy. Yes. I love yeah. hiking. It was my favorite. <laughs> I love being outside. Yeah. And it's good for you. It's going to help you along your way. Cause like I'm still in channel mode cause I open space. Yeah. And uh, so this is coming in from spirit. Like, um, if you start in this, I got to say this now because they're not only me alone until I, I do, but um, going on the journey in the directional path that you're on now, uh, a camping trip or a hiking trip would be great. Also, too, if you start to kind of feel like you're slipping back into older pat older patterns by going out into nature and taking a hike, you know, preferably by yourself or with family. But if you need to go by yourself um, and take some time because it's going to help you heal and to continue to heal. So they're not going to leave me alone until I say that. Chess, <laughs> I want to validate you because during his past life, he was Native American in his past life. And one of the lessons he needed to learn was becoming more like natural and becoming more with nature and becoming more authentic. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah. Emily hasn't shared anything with me. So that's she, really cool. Yeah. She also said I was a Native American woman yeah, and she was picturing me on a horse. So what I was picturing <laughs> in my head was some Native American woman with a like a either a bow and arrow or a spear in her hand riding around on a horse hunting bison with a um, loincloth on and her tits out. <laughs> nice that's some like x-rated pocahontas shit (laughs) yeah i I could all i could because she said that i wasn't like uh um i think what the what the hell did you say you said that i was uh more not masculine but it was it was more of like a um even though i was a woman i was more uh i did more manly things or something like that you hunted and gathered yeah you were yeah. a war you were like a warrior woman yeah yep. <laughs> yep and you found so you were part of like a tribe that found themselves in several conflicts with other groups of people and you were like in like the texas area okay so back then you know tech like it was part of mexico yes yep. yeah so it was in that's interesting general area i can't think of it's not Apache that's in Texas. Te- Apache was Arizona, right? Yeah, it is new. I think it's Arizona or, and maybe New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comanche. They say a lot. I don't I'm not sure, but we can definitely look it up because I'm interested. I'm interested in uh looking up the location. Like we don't have to do this on recording, but right. off the record, I would like to uh know the location that the whole wolf thing happened that you just described and maybe just look into the Native American history of that. I think that would just be interesting and fun if you're up to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we just find that out and message each other because I think that has some significance because there's a potential that, you know, there was a standoff between those animals, but it was more of a spiritual thing in my opinion. And it gave me definitely evil dead vibes like how things just go pop out it was but i was living in the same house for both of those uh encounters oh okay and they were happened so that when the coyote crossed the road i was literally i could see my house from when it crossed the road and then the red eyes in the woods was the same house i think that you're spiritually where you had that past life yeah um it recognizes that because it's basically built within our dna 
in our mm-hmm. past life and it, it holds like the key to you know unlocking a lot of who we are um, and the parts that they don't 100% understand and maybe in a spiritual way like spiritual DNA and spirit recognizes that they can mm-hmm. see uh, just certain spirits especially but mostly if spirit recognizes all that as your information so you could have been a threat and there I think there was like some type of Indian battle or war in that area and it could be from ancient times I don't know if it's significantly if it's not ancient it's in the past a good ways at least yeah. 300 years if not five or six okay so when you were in your car and you saw that coyote what like go in front of you I saw its eyes turn like an orangey amber color which then when you were talking about the woods and then seeing the red eyes it also gave me the same vibe of the um coyote turning into a person as well so you you think you think that the they were the same thing yes okay that's what i was kind of thinking i was uh, sharing that experience with um, a sasquatch hunter and he was like that sounds like a dog man Mm -hmm. yeah so, um, Emily, wild. really quick though, yeah. um, I want to give you a little bit of a kind of like an, a, a validation from the first episode that you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, um, you know, uh, I told you the story about me yelling at my son and then I was yeah. just like, why am I yelling? <clears throat> and you said that you, it was like, somebody was whispering in my ear, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and you said it was, felt like a grandfather, that you were picking up a grandfather, and he was trying to help me um, correct uh, generational trauma. Yeah. So I spoke to my dad um, shortly after that, maybe like a week or two later, and I told him about what you said, and he goes, well, right before he died, he was apologizing to me about uh, how about his parenting and about how he wished he was a better father. Oh, wow. So I just wanted to share that with you. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that really is. And I mean, that's how it how generally if spirits move to the other side and they go to the light, they're able to see all the stuff they did. So it's no surprise that he has come back to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was as soon as my dad said it, I was just like, "Oh shit, no way." Um, I have be- a question though: When you were sitting on the swing and you had that experience, was he passed by then or no? No. Okay, no. I was just curious. No. I- yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but something I figured it felt like he was still alive because he didn't pass away until you were in your you were later in life. I'm feeling like you were at least around 20 if not a little older right i was 13 yeah okay, okay. so i felt like it's coming in later was coming in my head but i couldn't remember when you were sitting on the swing so when i was sitting yeah when i was sitting on the swing i was nine. Oh, okay okay um but that entity didn't look familiar hmm. to me you know i just remembered from what i just said I just remember from the very first podcast, I asked you the same question, a male that passed away around the time you were 20. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a family member or even somebody you may have known. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you lost contact with, but there was somebody you were close to 
when you were younger that passed away around when you were around 20 years old, whether they were a peer or something, maybe you're not even aware of, maybe somebody you were childhood friends with, but that for whatever reason keeps coming back in. And I don't think it's from past life stuff. Cause I mean, I can pick up on that kind of stuff, but I don't focus on it. So, so now I'm perplexed. So there I had, I was really close friends with this kid uh, growing up. We actually used to call each other um, cousins. Uh, I remember in fourth grade one time, um, we were fucking around and I actually kind of made him mad and he tackled me to the ground. And <laughs> I think he was going to, I think he was going to try and punch me, but uh, <laughs> we, we got caught and um, we got sent to the principal's office and the principal was like, you know, what, what's going on? And I, I go where we were fucking around. We were cut. <laughs> I go, we're cousins. Um, and then uh, my friend goes, yeah, we're cousins. And he goes, well, because you're cousins, I'll let this go. But, you know, so basically, like I saved him from getting in trouble because technically he would have been he was the aggressor. So he would have gotten in trouble. Right. Um, but like I didn't take it as like he was actually trying to hurt me. But I did. I know that I made him mad. But um, we remained pretty close friends up until like high school. And I think I was about. Oh. 26 ish when he passed okay that might be what's coming in then because yeah. i keep feeling there is a male spirit around you that that something happened in your 20s or i, I picked 20 but yeah that might be him then yeah that i yeah. keep picking up on yeah i know it's like 24 tw between 24 and 26 was okay was well, when thank he you passed for that, um, but the only reason right the only reason why i bring that up because I mean, if it was when I was actually 20, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I bring that up because I spoke to another woman who was a medium and she wasn't, she doesn't do like medium stuff. Um, but she like gets messages from here and there, but she doesn't really know what it means. And she doesn't, um, but she's like a paranormal investigator and stuff, which is why I talked to her. And after I got done recording with her, <clears throat> she's like, I, I have to tell you that um, there's a male that's trying to contact you that has passed and his name is this. Okay. And I own, and the only, and that's the only reason why I bring okay. that story up because that is the name of the person she gave me. Did she give you a message from him? She, she didn't give me a message. I didn't think she so said, because yeah. Cause he keeps popping up like every few times so maybe later on, I'll try my best to see if I can get anything from him because it just keep. I mean, I keep pushing it back because we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. But each time I've talked to you, except for the middle time, like, or we've done the podcast together, this person keeps popping up. And I kept hearing around in 20s or the, the number 20 kept standing out, but it, you know, it can flex, it can flex. So right. that, that makes sense. Okay. Right. And I almost wonder if it has something to do, like if he is trying to talk to me because I talked to his sister. So okay. I wonder if he's trying to get a message to his sister. All right. Maybe Be we can do that. So cool beans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say that's some hell of experiences. Yeah. It has yeah. a lot to do with your ancestry, I think, and just your openness. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to share 
paranormal wise in your life, like moving up from living in your house and, you know, moving forward in life, anything else that might be more recent that's happened um, in the home you live in now? Yep. So I have two incidences here in this house, but I also have the shadow person that I've been experiencing that I told you about. Um, either one of the times where you guys recorded with me, um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second time, but first, I think. Yeah. So um, I have since done like a sage cleansing of the house. I ha- I don't see the shadow person anymore, but I, you know, I almost, I saw, almost saw it every single night. And my daughter said that she saw it too, but I don't know if that's because she heard me talking about it. And she was just trying to be like, Hey dad, I'm like you kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, but it was probably the second month of living in this house. So I'm laying in bed. Um, I'm on my stomach. I have my leg up. And my dog is right in front of me. She has her head resting on my on my thigh. And um, she picks her. It's early morning. I'm just barely awake, um, contemplating whether I want to get the fuck out of bed or not. And she picks her head up like she's looking at somebody. So the doorway is literally behind me. And I just look at her. And then I feel like weight on my bed like somebody just sat next to my feet and I went into like a instant state of paralysis but all of a sudden I had like good um good vibes like and then like in my head I pictured my uncle Keith who passed away um a few years ago and um I so I had just gone through my uh, uh, terrible breakup. And, uh, I lived with my dad. I was living on my dad's three season porch. Um, and Maine gets fucking cold. So the third season that that porch isn't seasoned for was winter. So I was out there in the middle of winter. Um, and then I bought, finally was able to buy this house and things just, uh, things were kind of like, were starting to work out and stuff. And, um, but at the same time, like I was constantly like angry. I felt, found myself crying a lot and it was almost like, uh, a wave of like, Hey man, it's gonna, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Like nothing was said in my head, but it was just like a feeling if that makes sense. That was your grandfather. I feel my grandfather. Or, I think I, so. I was getting my, I, it felt like my uncle to me. It could be. It could be, but but you're right. It both, but I think your grandfather's had a lot to do with that too. Okay. Um, I mean, they, they're very well both could be around, and especially if he had just passed. But I'm definitely feeling your grandfather's doing a lot of that now. Not to say uncles not because that's what they do, but I feel like it's your grandfather. I could be wrong. I don't know, Emily. Do you? What do you think? I was. I've been feeling a lot of the grandfather. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah, which is not to say it could have been because they'll come back and visit us, especially like if it's not been too long since they've passed, you know, and it can be even up to a year or more. I mean, it can be a good one time they'll come back that night. It could have been your uncle for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say that's not uh, correct because it very well could have been. But I think a lot of the stuff you're hearing in your head, I think a lot of the thoughts that are um, like divine whispers, what I refer to them as, um, I think Uh that's your grandpa. Okay, that makes sense a bit. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, my uncle, um, was somebody that I looked up to my entire life. He was somebody that I would, if you were to look up, if I would say that if you wanted a definition of what a man should be, his name would be written there. That's amazing. Yeah. He's definitely around you for sure. Like his energy is definitely around you and like, you know, supporting you and pushing you on. I, I can agree with that for sure. Okay. But I think the, I think the thoughts and stuff, I'm still weirded out about the guy. I haven't really hundred percent. I think towards like when we do the reveal here shortly of the initial reading and then we kind of finish it out. Yep. I have some theories about the guy at the swing. Okay. That, yeah, the, that, that's kind of freaky to me. I don't get anything positive from that. Okay. Personally. But, right. um, I think that'll kind of tie into what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you had one more from yep. this place. Okay, cool. Yes. Beans. So this is the very la- last experience. This was a couple weeks ago now, maybe mm, it might be less than a month or around the month area. Um, so again, I'm laying in bed. Um, my shirt, I was wearing a t-shirt, which I normally don't wear a t-shirt to bed, but regardless, I was wearing a t-shirt and the shirt was kind of like, um, stuffed up. Like, you know, like it had rode up my back. So it was like, it was almost like I was laying there with a crop top on. Um, and again, I'm laying, I'm laying actually like on my side this time. And I'm staring again. I'm looking at my dog. My dog doesn't react to anything though. Um, but I'm just laying there just trying to figure out if I want to get out of bed and I'm staring at my dog. And then all of a sudden my shirt starts to lower. Oh, (laughs) and I was just like, uh, what the fuck? Like somebody was like, Hey, your, your back's probably cold. We should lower your shirt. I hope that doesn't have anything to do with what I was picking up about potential. I, I didn't go too deep into that, but potential spirit spousey type energy. Spousey? Yeah. Spirit spouse. Huh. So like um, spirits spouse can like influence your dreams. Um, they're very like even human spirits can do this. Doesn't have to be, you know, there's tons of things between an earthbound spirit to a demonic right Mm -hmm. so a spirit spouse can be an earthbound spirit in my opinion some people disagree with that or it can be anywhere to demonic um they basically kind of claim you as your own and they don't allow you to easily like get if you get into relationships they can wreck them Hmm. like they'll wreck them through different things so i don't know if you've had trouble finding somebody and I mean, this could just be life. So I'm just going to put this out here as a disclaimer. But from my initial reading, I picked up there could be some type of spirit spouse energy. And I think from mine and Emily's initial reading that we're getting a lot of information. But ultimately, um, that did come through. Okay. So, um, and that would, I don't feel like it's demonic or anything. I just think you might have some earthies attached to you that's kind of like claimed you. That's what I but, feel like oh. the swing is. Right. It could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very, very interesting. Mm. Um, to say the least. Now I'm not saying that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I right. don't know if you felt creeped out by it, but um 
that's just the only thing that I can think of. Like, I don't, when I think about it and I see your shirt lowering, I don't, I don't see anything, but I don't mean like that. I don't see any energy there. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't see a figure there. I feel the energy for whatever reason that is. So that's quite interesting too. Like I'm, I'm saying it did happen. I just don't, I don't see it. I can feel it though. Right. So hmm. yeah, it was, it was super weird. I didn't get scared or anything. I, I was just like, cause I was told, I, like I told you the first time you guys were on, I was told that my great grandmother is now my spirit guide and that she is desperately waiting for me to reach out to her, which I still haven't fucking done. Um, and I almost like when it happened, I was just like, I was probably my grandmother just being like, dude, what the fuck? It could have been the fact that I'm not seeing anything attached to it. It could have been something like that, but generally they won't, they won't scare us. I mean, not, and I'm not saying you were scared, but they generally won't do stuff like that too much. But mm. at the same time, you never know. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't scared. I was just like, Hey, my shirt's moving on its own. <laughs> That's when my fight or flight kicks in and I like <laughs> Kung Fu shit or something, whether I'm moving or not freaks me out. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I oh man, when I get jump scared, I usually swing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. I almost, I almost, know. almost knocked a lady out at a haunted walk because she got in my face. <laughs> and i wasn't expecting it i just automatically swung but she was like so used to i feel like she was used to being swung at that this as soon as she was in my face she was out of it yeah at the same woman. time yeah <laughs> she's done been hit a couple times at that point probably that's what i was thinking when i was like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> but then i looked, put my head down because she had a clown fucking mask on or makeup on and i fucking hate clowns <laughs> so as soon as i swung i was like sorry and i just put my head down because i didn't want to look at her anymore yeah <laughs> and just shuffle the way you shuffle your way out of there because you're probably in a line of people and you just shuffle faster yes you know, yeah, fuck yeah. Out my way <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think we've all had experiences like that in a haunted house i've had some crazy ones i think mm. yeah i i know when i was really little i was so scared i think i was like 10 or 11 and they had brought us in to like do the introduction to the whole haunted house thing. And it was like in an old, it almost looked like an old restaurant, maybe like an old outback that had been gutted or something yeah. because they had a whole walkthrough. Well, the very first thing they did was brought us in and there was this guy in a cloak and he's sitting there telling us all the creepy ass stories and stuff. And there was like this um, statue in the corner or whatever. And as we were getting ready to start going through each one of the things, like they brought in horror movies too to this one. And like I was 10 or 11. So this was super real. The next thing I know, the statue in the corner wasn't a fucking statue. It was like a 10 foot tall uh, devil. It was the, they made it to be the devil and it was chasing us. And that was like the woman that I was with. I think I about broke her fucking wrist and I was only 10. I'm going to tell you what, that was too much, but I'll do them <laughs> yeah. now. But still, I still, even at this age, you know, even the work that I do, I think it's freakier to go into a haunted house than it is to fight fucking ghosts. So mm. you'll catch me battling something else. Like instead of going into the haunted houses, I'll go, but still, I don't like it. <laughs> Y'all, you guys and I are two different people because when I was a kid and was put in haunted houses, I would just laugh my ass off hysterically. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I yeah, love haunted houses. I'm no, I just don't like clowns. <laughs> I don't right. like clowns either, but 
that's when I get creative with the comebacks. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, but... I'm not not that person. <laughs> I got chased out too, and I did them all when I was younger. I haven't done a haunted house in my much in my adult years. I got a private tour of a haunted house here with the lights on. That's the last time I've been in one. I'm lame, oh, I guess. I... No, you're not. <laughs> i'll just fight well thank you i appreciate it i'll just fight i'll fight demons on my own time and then they can just these people dressed as them, i'm gonna piss myself and scream i don't know though i might have a heart attack these days i'm getting kind of old <laughs> anyway sorry um yeah Pe- well. people that dress up are fucking dress up as demons are weirder weirder to me than actual demons so I think you're right because they're <laughs> predictable like demons and shit like that even though they're sneaky and stuff and different types of ghosts and entities you know the and motive. stuff they're yeah they're predictable like there's a pattern there but with a person you you unless you know you're really attentive or really really psychic and completely tuned in you're not going to see the unpredictable they're the people that would like put you in their uh they're what is it called like they're building outside to chain you up some type of gun. yeah not saying that everybody i'm mean, let me backtrack i'm not saying that everybody that participates in haunted houses do that because i have been really good friends with people that like developed them and stuff but they always have the one weirdo in the haunted house that probably would do some dumb shit like that so mm, i, I can concur sure. with that statement yeah i'm pretty sure there's some true crime about that somewhere <laughs> there's a movie about it so that's true hey is it the october faction or what is it called something like that maybe I that's not the right one i cannot remember the name but yeah. i know i've seen two i've actually seen two movies where that happens yeah and 31's kind of like that no not 31 it was the other one. maybe so anyways well i guess for like the last combining question before we jump into the intuitive part how have the experiences shaped you into who you are today like what is your drive what keeps you going like and i guess you could tie in your podcast to this too because i'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with it (laughs) yeah so i find i've always been like creative and i think my experiences have made me more creative with storytelling and i like to tell i like to write and i've wanted to be a writer for my entire life Stephen King is obviously phenomenal, and I've always wanted to be a lot like him uh, with my own kind of spin on stories and stuff like that. So that's what's driving me currently. And I do I do write I've written short stories throughout high school, and I'm currently trying to work on a novel. And obviously, as my listeners know, um, Emily and I are. Um, combining my storytelling with her art to make a comic book Mm -hmm. i'm excited so i guess i'll give like a little teaser for the the first book of the story and it'll just be a couple keywords it'll be me my dog wendigo so that's the story for the that's awesome though Which you kind of can tie into what you experienced with the wolves in a way. So yeah. I see this. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So um, it's going to be horror. It's going to be gory. It's going to be um, everything that, you know, people who enjoy uh, paranormal cryptids and, you know, just strange stories, I think, um, 
will enjoy it. So I would like to get it done sooner than later. Uh, my job kind of prevents me from doing a lot of the things that I actually want to do, which right. is something that I have been trying to uh, work on. Uh, so when I'm not at work, I'm just like, I should really start, you know, doing it. But um, yeah, so uh, my experiences have, I feel like have made me more um, interested in storytelling. Um, I really enjoy listening to people's personal stories, which um, brings up the podcast. So that's why I started the podcast, because I wanted to listen to other people's experiences and stories. Um, and I, you know, I started my spiritual journey probably a year before I started my podcast and I just, um, what, how the podcast came about was I was listening to a conspiracy podcast and they had a guy who does a paranormal podcast on as a guest. And he told this fucking wild story about somebody who came to tell him their story and, a friend of mine has his own podcast which is more like a i guess the best way to describe it would be more like a joe rogan style podcast where they just talk about whatever um yeah. for like two hours um <clears throat> and a bunch of different topics and you know what's going on today in the world today and stuff like that um and as i'm listening so i had i've actually i was on his podcast um episode 42 if anybody on this might make you mad but i don't think he's doing it anymore um because he put for episode 43 out a couple months ago and i haven't seen episode 44 <laughs> gotcha so is the name the name of the podcast is one more time i bet you're talking about uh this might make you mad okay i thought so but i wanted to clarify for anybody that's interested in going and checking it out yeah um, um the one I was on, we talked about like Tartaria and mud floods and pedophilia and shit like that. Cause nice. I'm very passionate with saving children. Yeah. Um, uh, pedophilia is disgusting to me. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I came. I just, I heard that guy on that podcast and the fact that I was on my buddy's podcast I was just like, I ended up messaging him too. And I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. He's like, cool. What's it about? I was like, it's about paranormal conspiracies and like supernatural shit, you know, aliens, Bigfoot, you know, all that stuff. He's like, wow, dude, that sounds dope. So that's what started it. Hey, Lant fam. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription, and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones, and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, 
you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, chronically curious Katie. And me, combat veteran Chris as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. Nice. Yeah, you definitely have. I, I need to get your astrology information, and I can go ahead and start working on that because I'm interested to help you validate your direction because I already know when I start looking, it's going to show something about you spreading your knowledge and your stories to the world. Like I absolutely, I'm, I'm going to say that now. And if I'm wrong, oh, well, you're still doing it, but I swear it's in, it's <laughs> oh, going well, to show still up. Doing it. Yeah. I'm going to, it's going to show up. I swear it will. I know it will. Yeah. So it's exciting, but yeah. So um, we normally at this point, we would, say our final remarks but before we get to all that guys we're going to go ahead and insert this first clip or the clip that we recorded a couple months ago with kevin's channel channeling of like what's going on so we're going to go ahead and insert that here and you'll be able to listen to it just like kevin did and then we're going to pick right back up with his thoughts on that and kind of give a conclusion me and emily are going to talk about a conclusion for what's going on all right so we'll see you on the flip rock papers <laughs> <laughs> wait are so you we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh rock paper a virtual rock paper scissors to see who goes first we're gonna do kevin's shadow person channel so basically we channeled in information separately about what kevin's shadow person i guess you could say haunting if you want to call it that it's not really a haunting it's something else in my opinion but anyways we're going to uh, do virtual paper, rock, scissors. So, we'll, since, do you want to do paper, rock, scissors, shoot, or you want to do paper, rock, scissors, and what we choose? It's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, I'll let you say it, and then, because since you, we say it different, yeah. I'll let you say it, because I'll get, I, I, I won't remember to do it that way. Okay. And then we'll, after you say shoot, then we'll say whichever. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so this is our in separate interpretations of what the shadow thing is that Kevin and actually his child keep seeing. Um, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here we go. Whenever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, paper. Rock. You got me. <laughs> you were going to say rock. <laughs> okay so you're not supposed to use your psychic abilities for that i'm sorry but i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> bitch and i have to win damn it <coughs> i'll remember that next time okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm gonna go through what I channeled and then I'm gonna go through my cards. I like to do the cards after I do a channel because I like the validation. Absolutely. And it's a good thing to double check or it'll like make things, I don't know, it'll give more information on things too. 10-4. Yipper doodles. All right, so the first thing I got was residual energy, but also poltergeist E situation spirit guide also told me be careful of a hernia from overcompensation so we know he weight lifts and stuff but yeah but they're like telling me hey he needs to be careful <laughs> so there's that i also saw a light gray spirit but then my eyes got really freaking itchy and then i started itching my eyes and then i couldn't focus back onto that but then i started seeing the color green which to me i associate with the heart chakra which you know that has to do if it's out of balance that has to do with like abandonment anger bitterness fear rejection all that stuff which I'll come back to that because there's something validated with that. I also got lower back pain, sleep paralysis, and root chakra. And then I did my personal cards that I made myself. And I got root chakra, third eye open, karmic lessons, and the th like whatever the thing is. It came from either like work, job, or school, or what have you. But I believe there's multiple spirit situations going on. Um, and I use conjure cards. And I got the nine of spades reversed, which is a haunting. Um, king of spades, owl, specifically is a man that's dark hair, dark features, which, you know, Kevin has. Um, yeah. And then I got the black dog joker, which is evil spirits. And then six of clubs is success in business but so i use the prisma or prism oracle and i also got rejection fear and then surrender which rejection and fear are part of the imbalance of the heart chakra so it kind of validated that um the conjure cards definitely picked up the whether you call it a haunting or not but there's definitely some um, spirit activity there in his vicinity in his home and I definitely think one of them at least if not both are pretty negative I didn't get to see exactly what they were like feature wise I probably would need to do some more like focus and um, more meditation on that but doing this on a quick whim <laughs> That's what I got. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Tits. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to say anything. I just want to read what I got because, you know, not, not analyzing. I just want to read so we can see the similarities or differences. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, it's been with him since a child, like, very up close and personal encounter. I agree. Um, yep. Causes of depression, feelings of unaliving uh -huh. then i heard the word spirit spouse potentially uh, and it goes into a little deeper than that though generational energy so a lot of so i'm 
I just to tell you or whoever will listen to this, if anybody ever listens to this, um, the way I channeled this in is I, I'll either channel it in as words. These are the words I'm hearing. And sometimes I'll get elaborations. Okay. More open. So he's more open to the experience now and it's showing itself more mm -hmm. because he's accepted it as a part of his life and it's become a part of his existence, which isn't necessarily the best. Um, I think that's why it's, he's been feeling things his whole life, but now that he's like into this, situation and he's doing what he does it's becoming more apparent to him i see a feeling uh, oh i see like him falling I, I it kind of looked like him but i wasn't as focused on the person as it was the whole act so i got a vision of somebody falling in a deep hole like in the ground almost like literally like a down the rabbit hole type thing um it's like a never-ending bottom and it's latched on through past traumas experiences but I think that goes a little further back too. It collects negative energy and brings in other things, portal type energy. Yeah. I see a collect a collective energy ball with blue lightning, which indicates sadness, like just down in the slumps. It's got a very gloomy, like gray type energy, you know, like blue. So I got blue for emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. It's responsible for odd noises anger explosions and i hear break the cycle detachment process then i have so i ended up drawing it out and it if you okay this sounds silly but if you look if you imagine like a ghost but in like black misty form that's somewhat translucent and some not think of like that shape but then add like these tentacle like um waves of um smoke that like you know wisp out and like twist and contort like a octopus almost so um it basically it it has a face behind this thing like there's and i even wrote there is a face behind this but this is what i'm seeing like it ha it has another form like i it's definitely collected to a bigger energy but it does it does have something underneath this form it's not just energy um but yeah it, it like tentacles out or whatever it needs to survive on the living's actions emotions and feelings um it can cause awkward accidents so like mishaps and stuff or misjudgments yeah. responsible for nightmares uh of tremendous loss specifically it can cause nightmares but these nightmares are like anxiety inducing because i think it's one of the biggest things it feeds off of is anxiety and it's um it's like you'll it's like he or whoever has experienced this thing will be in a nightmare and they suffer like the worst loss they possibly could their house burns down they lose one of their kids like anxiety 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 i see that red ruby necklace again and i saw that lady again but I'd the one thing is is like I felt a grandmother energy and then I saw this lady with the w white hair but she had on one of them dresses that go up to your neck and button up so it perioded like made it like she looked like she was it was an older time right yeah. this is relevant so I see the red ruby again and then I heard witchcraft in the life of a past relative conjured blood pack uh three generations great 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 
then this is when I get thrown back into the 1800s and images and visions. I started seeing like stone streets and horse and buggy and people going about their day. And it's in a city like uh, in the north, maybe a uh, northern city. It reminds you of old timey New York or Chicago or something somewhere like that. But it's all gray and gloomy. Right. And um, I see spiritual revolution I, or I hear that. And that kind of gives me like late mid to or late 1800s. I hear seance. I hear male abusive drunk and then revenge and then I literally hear like as a claircognizant thought I can't physically hurt him but I can spiritually like it opened doorways like spiritual revolutions there was a seances and stuff going on I heard that I hear um it's a wife husband thing a backwoods conjure hoodoo magic is what I call it but it's it's like it, this is very much whatever they did was secrety and like under the table like hush hush not open to the public summoning protection um and I actually get shot down a an alleyway like a dark alleyway it's like they picked up an ingredient or they or they hurt somebody or like either they picked up like an ingredient from a back alley backwoods type thing or even poison okay and it could be uh, oh yeah obviously blood link and it can uh, manipulate emotions and perceptions like worthless arguments like and just tick you off like rah, like you know like anything can just tick you off or two people that get together it can break relationships mm-hmm. this is where the spiritual spouse come in um whether it's him or somebody else that's related to this goes way back and that's when i started getting a pain after all this in my throat if it was like if you take and like this bottom center part of your throat to the just like slightly to the left i had like a a pain right there and then it went up to the top of my throat and it stayed there and i felt heavy um this actually fucked with my head a little bit and i started feeling overall irritated and on edge like pissy and really easy to piss off i just irritated like oh i'm over it just fucking over it whatever just get this day over with that's not the mood i was in before definitely causes anxiety and suicidal unaliving thoughts so i used the was it deep dark and dangerous deck i actually was going to use the conjure deck but i decided just to keep it simple and do one deck i initially pulled four cards and i set them down and i did a recording of what i found just separately just in case because this was on the fly and um i ended up pulling one more card at the end that is kind of interesting but we're just going to go ahead and talk about that so with the cards i got carry on or Caron, which is reciprocating uh he is the ferryman between the underworld and like the people that just died so basically between the living and the dead he carries the dead back so that is recommend that tells me and there's keys above him and everything spirit communication okay and which validates like making a pact with an entity spirit communicating back and forth from the underworld to the living this to me like said hey it could definitely have something to do with somebody that did a seance or witchcraft or something like that and i mean the dark kind you know the next one is basically an egyptian god i think it's anubis Anubis. and it's yeah and it's respect so like he's standing there and in power like demanding respect 
Like, you will respect me. So that was a, I think it was a respectful, relate, like, a giving and receiving. Because, you know, the reciprocation card, the first card is also like, I ask you for something. I ask you for something and we reciprocate that action. Um, I think that was part of it. I think it actually has something to do with this because it took me way back. The next card I got was the Midgard Serpent and it's Cycles. So for me, that represents like it's a cycle thing throughout life. Like it just keeps happening. It's a generational thing. Um, and the snake, you know, symbolizes a lot of things, but it means it has a wrap around their life too. That's something that you're going to have to cut the snake's head off. You're going to have to get nipped to the bud. You're going to have to get to the bottom of it and boot it out. Um, all those definitely go together. And the last one is the cut ship, uh, cut C-U-S-I-T-H, and it's focus, which is, for me, um, I do know a little bit about this thing that this card, it's like a man that changes into like a white wolf, and that represents like anger, so it causes split-second anger and stuff like that, and Spirit just told me that there could be a relationship with wolves involved, like maybe symbology, like maybe somebody liked the wolf, like what it stands for and stuff could also be Native American uh, ties right there. The last card I pulled, and I had some more I forgot about. I have a little bit different interpretation. I recorded or more information in that. Uh, just a tiny bit. Maybe I think I got a couple different things. I just can't remember off the bat. That's because I was channeling and I tend to like just let it flow and I don't obtain everything, right? Okay, and the last one is um, the Skelkey. So it's basically like this. It almost looks like a whale, but it's not. It's like a sea lion, and it's freedom because there's a person inside of this sea lion with, like, blue electrical energy. So if you remember back from my channel before I did my cards, when I what I drew, so if you think of, like, a sea lion, the way this thing looks, I have to send you a picture of it, Em. It looks like that thing I drew on the page, and it's got, like, the flippers on the side of it. Well, it's, like, energy around it and everything, and it's... um. It's, it's got like, you know, it's shit's extending from it. So this card actually represents something told me to pull one more and I did. And it's freedom. There's something underneath this. There's secrets. And, um, it also is like freedom as in it's locking, you know, locking in and it's got these energy things coming off of it. I even saw like the, one of its black tentacles, like wisp out, it gets real thin and it can go far distances and like wisp in his fucking ear. And, like, changes mood on the dime. Like, just one minute you're okay, you're loving fucking life. The next minute it literally gets in your head. Um, and I see freedom. And there's somebody in the card locked inside. Which is, keeps you, like, under wraps. You can't really fully express yourself. So that's what I got. I want to add some things. Um, so you were talking about the blue that you were seeing. Um... So that represents the throat chakra. And when that's out of balance, it can cause anxiety yep. and fear of judgment, powerless mm -hmm. to speak mm -hmm. out, fun, mm -hmm. like that fun stuff. But um, I got the pain in my throat, too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say. And the thing with the wolf, like the black jo jog, I say things backwards. The, <laughs> the black dog joker looks like a black wolf. Okay, but um, I do want to agree in the karmic lessons. I also agree with um, 
And I think I'm wondering if the gray spirit I was seeing was that woman. Possibly because everything's gray. Yeah. Everything's gray um, in that situation, in that setting. And it very well could be. Oh, I forgot. So when I was shuffling my paranormal deck that I made, um, two cards popped out immediately and it was weird because it was two of the same cards, but the opposite. So the first one was weak-willed, and then the one that came right after it was strong-willed. Right, right. Which is weird, but you were talking about, like, how maybe in the past he kind of was more kind of like it was easy for that thing to manipulate him. But now that he's becoming more aware, I feel like he's going to be stronger or more. I don't know. He's not going to, yeah. he's going to be more, more resilient. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I definitely got taken back to the past and I think that's showing me the root. Yeah. You know, and telling that story. And I think it's important for whatever i mean we have no way to validate all the past stuff mm -hmm. can only validate the present and what he knows but uh -huh. i can i can agree with like you know it being uh karma karma like karmatic yeah uh it's definitely like that and it's generational um yeah and i think it's like the the cord has to be cut yeah this thing's not going to leave him alone until i mean it needs to go it doesn't need to stay it doesn't he doesn't need to live with this uh-huh because it's causing a lot of things. It could be causing him not to be able to settle down. Yeah. It's spirit, like spirit spouse. There's more than just that. But this is like, so I see three more shadows. Yeah. Right now. I literally see three more shadows coming in. Like, bam, they're all in a line and they're standing behind this thing. Yeah. And there's illumination from the ground up, like a very dim, dim light. So I don't, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Three generations. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's it or not, but that's the only correlation I have to my reading. But I see like one, two, Wait, three. you know what's really weird? When I was doing my card pulls, I was pulling things in three. Interesting. Yeah, I get three generations. Uh, Definitely. Also, and like he, it would be, it would be his great, it's more than three generations technically, because it'd be his great, great, great grandparent. So it's actually five. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what great, 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 but there is a significance of something. Spirit said three, three, three. I don't know what yes. that means to him, but um, yeah. And I saw three, 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 three before doing this reading. Right. But oh, one thing. So my cards one thing that came up too was right around the same time when the weak willed and the strong willed popped out i got um close to possession which i have influence in there but i feel like if it's one of those things that can kind of control his emotions i'm wondering if that's the closest card that would be to that thing yeah possibly even though technically it's not like a f legit possession it's just it's influence it's influence basically yeah yeah it's influence and it, it can influence easily it like literally mm -hmm. gets in your ear about shit like it it's almost okay so that also brings out like second guessing yourself so like you're confident and you're good and you're like maybe i'm not yeah <laughs> like oh maybe i'm not oh maybe and that's the influential thoughts it's fucking with his influential thoughts he's having um 
influence thoughts or intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's coming directly from this source. But there is things, there is something underneath that smoky shit. Like it's, there's secrets that could have even been like murder generations back. Yeah. Like poison. There's somebody could have poisoned. I mean, I could have been seeing all kinds of stuff, but it literally took me back on a trail. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of it would be for me, I guess, identifying source. Once you identify a particular source and, you know, we can't validate it, but I think that it can help us figure out ways for him to rid it because he does not need it in his life. Correct. Well, it's good that we got a bunch of the same shit. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's, it, it's going to heal, though. It's got to yeah. heal with him. He's got to heal and then he's got to start kicking it out and he, and he'll, he will start to heal once he starts mm-hmm. clearing this energy out. But I do agree that whatever it is, it's attracting more stuff. Yeah. Portal type energy. Yeah. Kind of like me. (laughs) Kind of, in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, and that even, you know, even also too, I saw that big hole that basically he was falling down, like the never ending hole. Mm -hmm. Portal. It's like ground though. It's dirt. There was no light. There was light at the top and I could see the dirt ridges and like him falling down and never stopping him grasping to come back up. Mm -hmm. That could also be a metaphor to how he feels. Exactly. Yeah. Like can never catch up, can never get ahead, can never mm-hmm. be enough. I will say though, I do see success in his business. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, this would be step one is identifying what it is, what it looks like. And mm-hmm. then we would have to have him validate these things. Yep. If they can be validated by him, at least some of it, then the rest of it will fall into place. Um, it knows that we're talking about it. Yep. And I'm wondering if that's the thing that's going to cause an accident at the gym. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Show enough. Show enough. Well, let's kick its ass. Fuck yeah. It's going to go bye-bye. We're going to blow away spirits. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was so funny. I wish it was that easy. Oh my god, dude. I would be a pro. <laughs> Just, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what she said. I know that's what you're gonna say. That's why I, that's why I backtracked really quick. <laughs> oh my god. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> I mean the other kind of blow. <laughs> no. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got an A plus, bitch. Beach, beach. But if my if somehow my family is listening to this, they will understand because <laughs> it's an inside joke. Anyway, that's good though. At least they uh they're already prepared. At least they know I'm not doing mischievous things in the other kind of way. Not till you're married. Exactly. <laughs> okay so you're seeing it now are you recording yeah okay i'm seeing it now and it's like i see the blob thing with the tentacles and stuff but the way the faces are it like keeps switching like the different faces but it like morphs like the face will morph in there and it'll it's kind of like a scary movie 
where mm -hmm. you'll see like that face in the shower curtain like it molds to your like a person's face but yeah. then no one's there but like in the blob but then it'll change away and then it'll morph into a different face fractals of different people and or fractals of emotions yeah yep yep exactly how i'm seeing it yeah that picture i sent you it says underneath the word face is cut off but it says there is a f underneath but it, behind it i put there's a face behind this and then i get that card with the like thing that looks similar to it i about shit myself and it's got the blue energy lightning around it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely um something yeah see it's something this is why i like doing the stuff together because you'll pick up something and then i'll pick up something from whatever you picked up and it might be different or vice versa it'll be an addition to yeah yeah in my recordings <clears throat> my recordings i did before we got on this i said that i said um i'm expecting us to have similar things but definitely different things because mm -hmm. uh, i asked spirit to do that before we got started yeah i asked yeah. spirit to make sure to give us different pieces to put them together mm -hmm. not only for validation but for a bigger picture <clears throat> i see him walking and it's like He's a, he's a magnet, or that thing is a magnet, like we kind of said. But I physically see it in a vision right now. And he's just, like, walking down the street and collecting spirits. Or they're following yeah. him. It's possible because he's he's got, he has latent abilities. I mean, everybody does, but his are becoming more predominant as well. So it's like feeding everything. Other things are feeding off of this thing. Uh-huh. His third eye is open for sure. And I know he kind of, like, downplays his empathic abilities, but I feel like that if he actually took the time to practice and focus, he'd be really good. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. I need to get him into my practice circle, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's It needs to be taken care of, and it's not going to be just easy as, like, poof gum. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be a poof gone situation. Some things are like that. It's gonna take him a month. It's gonna take him a few months, if not a few years. Yeah, this is gonna be a process, but because it, it's gonna be, it's gonna have to be around his healing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be around his healing, and ever. I mean, your inner wounds or whatever your inner. It's actually, I'm sorry, I'm here an inner child. He's got to heal his inner child. Yeah, did this he, is inner child work. Did he hit his Saturn return? He's had to. He's a year younger than me. Okay. Yep, he's hit it. Shall enough tits. One thing I did forget to add, just for shits and giggles, because I got these new dice, and I got a six-sided dice, and I wrote Y and N, right? So yes and no. And for the poltergeist thing, I was like, hey, is there a poltergeist? And yes came up. And I really do believe that there is a poltergeist scenario there, but I mean, with the oh, yeah. with the residual energy, we already know that. Well, that has to, yeah, it has to be correct because the information that I got and you got when you put that together, that is a emotionally, yeah, emotional poltergeist type thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it's so close to him. It's like so close to him. Mm -hmm. like it's it's in his life it's personal it's not coming and going it's like there yeah for sure yeah all right 
Well, that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, Kevin, since everybody just got to hear all that good stuff, um, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about it. Any remarks, any things that make sense, any things you want to validate. Um, we'll refrain, I guess, from adding any a whole ton of information. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you, Emily. I don't know if you want to get any added information at this time or wait until we're done because I don't have extremely much more to share about the stuff I just have like some good points so um what would you like to do I mean I just wanted to share the thing I saw because that's pretty much because I did like a 12 minute meditation and because I rushed it I didn't get a whole lot more because I wasn't right focused but I did pick up that one thing but I'm pretty sure it's the same thing that you're picking up so I got you. All right. So, Kevin, what do you think about that channel? Anything stand out to you? Uh, anything you want to add? Well, first of all, when you said that I um, experienced a lot of lower back pain, I was like, ah, I do every day. <laughs> Actually, today was probably pretty bad because I was standing in the middle of the store and I had to keep bending over to stretch out my lower back because it was so fucking sore. Mm, I feel you there. Um but uh, inner child stuff for sure yeah that's definitely stood out and that's interesting because spirit has already started working on it and i wanted to say like the cleansings and stuff um i wanted to verify like since you started did you start doing your inner child work before the cleansings or after the cleansings what do you mean like when i did the for the shadow people that are in my house recently Uh, yeah so did you did you do the cleansing then start on your inner child work or vice versa uh it was before it was long before okay i was just curious if that had any correlation with you being able to receive like messages in case they were being blocked um and then there was something else i wanted to verify now after you had talked about in the beginning of the episode you saw that man holding something that looked stringy like spaghetti or like a knitting or some type. It just had a bunch of, I guess you could say, look like spaghetti holding in somebody's hand. Yeah. Did you wear glasses before or after that? Uh, I believe I was wearing glasses before. Okay. So you had that at four or five and you were wearing glasses when you were four or five, right? No. Um, okay. the, when, when I met this, when I saw this guy, I was nine. Oh, you were nine. I'm sorry. That's why yeah. I needed to clarify. Yeah. So you were I wearing think, glasses. Before. Yeah, I think I got glasses when either that year or when I was eight. Okay. All right. Those are the two questions that I had before we moved further. All right, Emily, do you want to go ahead and go with what you got? Yeah. So while I was doing my quick little meditation channel situation, I'll put the video up though so you can at least see it. So hold on one second. So I was seeing this thing. I drew it in like one minute flat. Where's my camera? I don't know if you can see it. It's really badly drawn, but it has like this weird head and it's very like humanoid looking. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was very like shadowy in a way, if that makes sense. And very like apparition-y, if that makes sense. And I just see it standing there. Um, Like standing where? Just like, just standing on the astral realm. Okay. It's just there. 
Because when I was doing the meditation, I had you in mind and I was trying to see what was around. And that was the first thing that came up. Oh, and I did see a snake. And the first symbol I saw was the um, Baphomet symbol. It's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Chas, I don't know if you wanted to add into that. So to finish up today, I I just open space. I re- re-listened to everything and I open space. And I even brought this up in the last, what's up, Kevin? You're looking and you're staring. What's going on? I'm just listening. Sorry. Okay. Freaking me out. I'm like, shit, what done popped up in your corner? Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, um, I immediately, like, I forgot. So I'm channeling as I just turned this thing on this, you know, this recording was roughly 30 minutes. So before I, we even got started, we were just dicking around and joking around. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the words as above, so below, I got cold chills. And then I saw its face and the first channeling. And I didn't need, I wasn't even, when we channel the thing about mediumship and channeling, unless we document it, sometimes we forget stuff because channeling is not of our own thoughts and words. We're actually channeling in from spirit information. Mm. So I'm really glad me and Emily did this because there would be no way in hell I would remember it. Cause I didn't even when I sat down to do this, but I saw a face on and I drew like a ghostly figure with like these sweepies or whatever like I did in the very first channeling and I didn't realize that until after and I saw its actual face and it's got like black eyes with white pupils in the middle and then it's got a circular mouth with like teeth and it's got those wispy because you heard about I'm pretty sure you might remember I know it was kind of long so you know it's okay if you don't but I kept picking up this entity that looked kind of like black wispy had like like these long wisps that come out of it like tentacles i even say that in the first thing Mm -hmm. well again i didn't say that until 10 or 15 minutes in this come in off the bat and uh, i start seeing the color blue again which i absolutely forgot about which is really really weird um i also got another man energy coming through and then realized again that it potentially is either grandfather energy or ghost um like a ghost like an earthbound spirit I'm pretty sure when you did that cleansing, you kicked out a lot of the earthy type spirits because you had help on the other side. Like spirit has already started working on you since, you know, you started going on your own path. But I think there's some type of energetic correlation to this reading and what needs to be done. I think our guides, your guides, and then your own journey, you've already started working through this. So that's really, really good. Um, The mouth reminded me at first of like a leech like how leeches like attached to people um and they have like a I don't know if that's proper like they have a circular mouth I didn't look that up mm-hmm. but one thing that has been happening this week that I've been like obsessed with for one whatever weird ass reason my YouTube just changed to sailing boating cruising everything to do with deep deep sea like um discoveries going to the bottom of the Marianas Trench like everything went to oceanic stuff and during this I realized that I saw something about an octopus spirit and I was like why am I on this so much because this happens any of my other clients that are listening they know that days prior to me like doing a reading which this one's a little bit different because it's done in past and present um, Mm -hmm. I'll start to kind of pick up on stuff 
And then it occurred to me that circular mouth with teeth, like suckers, and then what I said from the long, wispy tentacles, literally said tentacles, it occurred to me that this could be some form of an aquatic, and this is like at its root of your, this isn't just in your house. This this is past the shadow things you're seeing in your house, I think. Um, I think this is at the root cause of your anger and depression and all that kind of stuff. It's actually an octopus spirit. Chastity. <laughs> You probably know what I'm going to say, but last week, what the hell did I keep drawing on my lives? She kept drawing octopus. <laughs> and see, I didn't, when I, I told Emily that I saw its face finally, right? And mm. then she, I didn't tell her what it was because we, we, we did our channeling separately and then we brought it in on the recording that we just shared. Yeah. But we also did our channelings separately and didn't really say anything to each other. So it's not. It's not like we talked to each other about this. So Emily's picture that she just showed you has an octopus-like head. Mm -hmm. That picture, do you remember? Kind of look alienistic. Well, that's what yeah. an octopus kind of looks like without its tentacles. Head. Yeah. I don't know if that's reaching, but I think it's fair. It's a fair assessment that that's what she saw. Um, so with octopus spirits, ultimately, and this is my this is my best opinion they each tentacle represents something and you can cut one of those tentacles off and it, it will grow back mm -hmm. like a lizard's tail you know so that's the hardest part about getting rid of them but I think you're already are like I saw and you can even ask Emily right before we went on live with you um I said I see this thing detaching already I think the process has already started Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where that comes in, but I broke down some things. I, I did screen cap some pictures. I'll send you, I'll send you the first, I mean, it's nothing special. I'll send you the first picture that I drew to Instagram. I'll send you the second picture with the teeth or how it, how it has the oval mouth. And then I'm going to send you a couple other things in your inbox very, very soon. So you'll see what I'm saying. Chess. Okay. Chess. So thing, okay. So what I'm seeing right now is, it's very similar to your last case with how, um, like, the earthy got kind of, like, um, darkened. And so with this, because I think the thing I drew was an earthbound spirit, but with you, with the octopus thing, it's, it's, um, contributing to the darkening of this earthbound spirit. And I think mm -hmm. it's kind of molding it into itself in a way, if that makes sense, because it's absorbing its energy and it's like a blank canvas at first until it starts absorbing the things around it. And then it becomes more like the things around it. So that's why its head is the way it is. That's very, very valid. And spirit, I even have an asterisk here that says spirits telling me M and I are going to get two different things, but it's going to be important. Okay. And I mean, that's literally right here in my notes. I know I can't validate that specifically, but I hope right. you trust us, Kevin. <laughs> I, I do. Dead, I mean, dead on, you know, like, um, I think uh, that's fair. Yeah, there's already been plenty of things that validate you guys. Um, uh, One of the things, too, that you mentioned was relationships yeah um i don't I, I don't have a hard time with them but i find myself when i start getting close to somebody that all of a sudden i don't want to yeah and that could be like 
it could all be stemming. So the octopus type spirit, it is a marina spirit. This is like the root. This is like, I'm going to the origin because when I do my work, I try my best to get to the worst possible thing mm -hmm. and anything else around it will absolve over time. That That's less energetic, but these things can be quite sticky, no pun intended, mm -hmm. because they have different tentacles for different things. So it could embody different spirits like Emily's saying, and it also can taint other spirits. I 100% agree with that because in our first channeling, unbeknownst to us like we are me or you one saw like um three spirits telling behind it like it's got it's it's getting its energy this thing think of it like a literally sucks to to you i don't know if any of this makes sense but um here's some of the things that the octopus spirit can cause before in your life you, before you do that though i also want to say too with his past life reading when i was trying to meditate on it one of the first things I saw was an aerial view of a ship. Wow, because it's a marina, like wherever this yeah. come from. And it could have come from either your past life, because you heard um, in the recording that we sent you, um, you heard me go on about like this dark, like night, eight, late 1800s type thing I got with a yeah. murder or something. I don't know if that was your, I don't think that wait, was necessarily a past life, was did, it? Did you see it? Wait, did you say a murder? Yeah, that was from the whole dude. Okay, in the past uh, life, she thing, said dude. that I was murdered in one of my past lives. Yeah, yeah. So in the recording, in the one that me and you did just now, or no, not not just now. I'm sorry, but two months ago, I talk about um how there's like the setting of the 1800s, you know, and just as a recap, 1800s, and then there was a man and a woman, and I think the woman murdered the man by poisoning or something or some type of backwoods who do magic so that's mm. in the recording that we just sent to kevin yeah okay yeah because i also have like there i know that i wrote somewhere in here with like him being a sensitive in his past life a lot of spiritual stuff and paganism um spirituality religion um let me see what else uh someone who practiced their mystical faith in secret uh yeah yeah, that's kind of the who was murdered. Yeah, communal living, and I see him, or yeah, I was seeing him in hammocks with like a communal living situation, but like on a boat. Right. So that was going to be a question of mine was, do, you don't live near like the ocean, do you? I am about twenty minutes from it. Yeah. Okay. So you do live near the ocean. So I was fairly just curious. Close, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's common for people to have this, especially like near water. I've heard this isn't just my knowledge. This is people that have been working with these types of spirits for a while. And I found out all this earlier this week, like when I went on this big ocean excursion. I'm interested to see if my YouTube patterns are going to change now since we brought all this out. <laughs> I want to add something too. From when I was up in Maine and all the stuff that I learned where I was, which was pretty close to Kevin, there was a lot of trading routes and a lot of ship activity. Yeah. Yeah. And you were in the area of where my ancestry reigns from. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh. So that could make sense with the vision that I had, like that felt like the 1800s of it being like cobblestone streets and a lot of, and even I used to talk about it being busy, like a lot of comings and goings, and it was just kind of like wet. Everything felt 
wet. So that could have been related to like a port where they used to do trading that, I mean, I can see the relevance there as I go mm. back to that vision. But although this comes in as a generational thing too. So it could be something passed down that's attacking your family. This is not just your problem. Um, is there anything else? I was just going to talk about like the. Um, I was going like, to add that like in his past lives, he's around water a lot. So like, um, oh. so like I got one where he's grecian right and you know where greece is and it's surrounded by water and yeah. i remember seeing a bunch of waterways and um tiled floors fountains saw an old uh roman empire like it was all that all around based around water yeah yeah and i had no no idea about none of this just to just to say that to everybody like I didn't she hasn't shared any of that information with me until now nor have I shared with her the type of entity I think it is like down to the bottom of it so mm -hmm. so the side effects of an octopus spirit how it can like the what you may feel is um headaches migraines nightmares or blocked dreams mental confusion pressure on the back of the neck or the front of the head blurred uh distorted vision um like a smothering or choking feeling in the um in my read from we, that we just listened to i keep talking about pain in my throat chakra and mm -hmm. how it goes from top to bottom or from bottom to top and kind of moves up my throat <clears throat> which i'm kind of having that now um reoccurring patterns and cycles in life and let's see um it can actually press you to have like uh, anger outbursts so it can kind of like flex you to wherever it wants to be and even mental disorder so that can range from anything from you know depression to whatever else but um, those are the side effects of being affected by octopus spirit um i experience all of those things yeah i was afraid of that yeah but here's the good news it's already moving out of your life I've seen it like Emily please vouch for me I told you this yeah. it it literally I see it detaching I see it floating away does that mean it's completely gone no mm -hmm. but so I, I'm a I'm, lot of this stuff I've been experienced since things since I was a kid yeah yeah Same. as far back as I can remember but yeah so ultimately that's what an octopus type spirit can do this is i mean even from the last thing again i didn't remember a whole lot about it i re-listened to it again i think i listened to it like a month ago to try to channel and i had some other things to say but all that shit got pushed aside and literally as soon as my pen put the paper and i pressed play on that i started channeling this in it became very very clear that this is some type of marina spirit and the fact that you live near water, because I thought you did, but to be honest, I second guessed myself because I'm hearing you being near coyotes and up in the mountains. I'm like, well, then I might be wrong. But evidently, I was right about that. And I shouldn't, again, don't second guess yourself when you're doing spiritual <laughs> yeah. work. But yeah, the, what... the mountain area um, was a little bit further, but we only lived there for like three or four years. Right. Well, what creeps me out the most now, if you want to 
think back to the man at the swing set with mm-hmm. the squirmy shit in his hand and then you went completely like sleep paralysis. Do you understand now why I'm freaked out by that? Because of the tentacles? Yeah. That uh... freaks me out. Yeah. That's why right. I was kind of, I didn't want to say anything because then it just, the you know what I'm saying? It would have just thrown yeah. everything off for the end. I'm not saying that's what happened there right? because you've been experiencing these things for a while, uh-huh. but at the same, and I think it's generational, but at the same time, why would a earthy looking spirit have something stringy noodly looking like spaghetti tentacles? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. These are my thoughts in its hand. <laughs> and then you, you go into this total like zone where you can't do anything and against your will which normally good spirits don't do that in my opinion and from my experience they high vibrational spirits leave you energized there is an equivalent energy exchange with high vibrational spirits if there's no energy exchange and you're not feeling the same as you were before or better then generally that's not the best energy exchange. You'll get that from lower vibrational spirits, earthbound spirits, because here's the thing about earthbound spirits. This is a lesson I've probably said before, but for our listeners, earthbound spirits cannot produce their own energy anymore. It doesn't matter how bad you feel for them. It doesn't, if you think they're there not hurting anything, there is a difference between a passed on like transitioned spirit into the light and an earthbound spirit. They take your energy whether you want them to or not, because they have to, to quote unquote, survive. So if you have Mm -hmm. earthbound spirits around, you have to get them out of the way. And generally, unless you you can pray about it and ask for your own divine guidance and ask for your guides and, you know, the God of your understanding to come in and take them away, which will work. Sometimes you still need somebody that can communicate, AKA a medium with these earthbound spirits to make them move on or uh, outside and outside of the house, which makes them somebody else's problem, which isn't always the best or Mm. move to the light. And that's something that spirit is constantly working with, with earthbound spirits because they have unresolved trauma they have not worked through. So those types of spirits are going to be attracted to you. And those types of spirits are going to be attracted to your, um, to what is around you because it's sucking their energy too so um the what i read to you about the side effects is straight from a website that's not anything that i conjured myself i'm not going to sit here and say i didn't but about the octopus spirit in general side effects that come directly from the internet and a reliable source of people dealing with them on several occasions so um, that is what I think it is. And I think it's really interesting. Emily got the octopus like head. If you were to add these components together, you have an octopus spirit. Hmm. It's huh. darkening the things around like the other uh, earthbound spirits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, don't let this discourage you. Like, again, I really feel like it's detaching. You were making extreme progress, but we would like to get this thing completely detached and moved on. Same. Same Z's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the thing is, is you can, the problem with the octopus spirit is you can cut off one of the tentacles that are causing a problem mm-hmm. and then it grows back. So you have to move this thing. You have to get it completely detached, which isn't going to be hard. I don't think it's going to be extremely hard. I just think there's certain things that are going to have to be done and you'll probably be getting a package from me in the mail. I'm going to be sending you some goodies. 
Oh, okay. Hey, uh, also, you guys should send me um, shirt sizes because I want to send you t-shirts. Yay! Sounds good. I will uh, do that. But what do you think? Um, if you if you're thinking <clears throat> this um guy on the swing set had something to do with this uh octopus entity, what what do you think the purpose of telling me to be patient would be? I don't know. I don't know because it could be a is it a malicious be patient through the process or is it like telling or is it telling you be patient like it's showing you something similar i'm not i would let me see hold on yeah because i i was getting something different with the dude on the swing honestly yeah, yeah. it could have been a warrant i mean it could have been like a warning like i'm getting a warning from it but also then when he talked about spaghetti strings and shit that freaked me the fuck out so we know where i'm going with that but at the same time yeah. though like it could be be patient like maybe this is going to work out um because that spirit would have already been there Mm. does that make sense because for me i was seeing it as an earthbound spirit which is why it was able to put him in that paralysis thing even though its intentions were not to be harmful at that time right so then Mm -hmm. i think over time with the octopus thing it's starting to darken him and, that's what i was gonna say yeah because yeah. octopus has mind con- it's mind control like it has the ability to bend uh bend and persuade your will mm-hmm. and make you react to things so like if it's doing that it can do that to humans not to say that it has complete control over you like that i don't mean it like that that's just one of the side effects of it but an earthbound spirit that's stuck here it could have been an outside earthbound spirit that was trying to be helpful, or it could yeah. be the flip side of it being controlled. Right, right. I don't know why this came up in my in my head, but while you were talking, but you're talking about how it like manipulates you. It bends your wheel, or it can it can it manipulates you? Yeah. So, I so something happened to my sister um, when. I was 15 um, and we just found out about it. I didn't believe it at first, but then the more that I thought about it, the more I believed it and it had been going on for a couple of years. And then, so what ended up happening is my dad sound, signed a, a release or a paperwork, not a release um, for, I guess it was like a protection order. Um, that we weren't allowed to be around my stepfather and we weren't allowed to be at my mom's house while he was there. So I packed my bag uh, with a couple knives with the intention of uh, killing my stepfather. And I went to my mother's house on my bike and went to walking side and my mom stopped me and I tried really hard to get inside. Yeah. Um, but my mom told me that I can't and uh, without trying to make like a scene I I left and had she let me in I probably wouldn't be talking to you guys right now right which is understandable I mean I get it I get that I mean damn I'm sorry but that that's interesting I mean and it could have a lot to do with not your traumas you know too and anger and stuff mm. whatever form this thing's taking it is it is definitely 
octopusy. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, well, yeah. it's basically how else am I going to plur make it plural? But I mean it. I mean it literally, not quite octopi. figuratively. Mm, yeah. yeah, octopi. The um, but it has two eyes, not one. Yeah, I never thought that I would be like capable of of doing something like that. But the more like, because when I talked to Emily about like my past lives, I was like, I feel like that I was like murdered a bunch of people or something because I've always felt like I've been a capable of like extreme violence. And then she's like, she's like, well, you were murdered though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and two if you were like a princess tits out warrior you probably did skin a few heads <laughs> yeah he's yeah. gonna sue me now <laughs> between octopusy and all my bad jokes um anyways but chas i made the octopusy joke first because of my live because i said it I, did you i did i don't remember but no. i believe you i think you left, <laughs> you left though right before before i said it that's so funny that's but hilarious yeah. but look like ultimately i don't want this to be like doom and gloom because it's not All right this is not a doom and gloom situation you're making fantastic progress again i see this thing the main thing is to get it's not the tentacles that are going to be the the biggest problem if we can get the tentacles to detach type visiony thing then we can we need to get the mouth part detached right do you think um the way that i'm parenting is kind of helping i think so yes. because i know we've talked a little bit about it yeah. i think you're 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 healing your inner child by parenting your children now too mm. you know what i mean like it's helping you through because you're finding yourself where you have to have more patience you don't want to be like you like it was when you grew up and i'm the same way like, you know, because I have tendencies to want to scream and yell and cuss and throw shit, like, when I get upset, and, but I'm still not taking it to an extreme, like, I don't do that, you know, I might yell if they get, uh, if they're all fighting, I might be like, shut the fuck up, you know, just stop, <laughs> but it's different than, it's different than, like, maybe my parents, and I'm using myself as an example to relate, um, it's different for me, because, like, my dad would have probably got up picked me up by one arm and beat the shit out of me mm. so i don't do that to my kids i don't i my kids i don't have to like discipline my kids like that it was different when they were little and you pop them on their hand when they do something like no or you just pop them but i've never had to like pick my kids up and beat the shit out of them you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah. just, you know, because I don't have a problem with the way people want to parent as long as they're not abusing their children. Mm -hmm. Your child needs a whooping and, you know, pop your child on the ass a few times and straighten them up. But once they get to a certain age, they don't work. Can you relate to that? Is that what you're going with? Or do you mean like... Uh, like not disciplining your children the way you were? Or, yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I discipline my kids in a completely different way. And uh, actually the past couple of years i haven't even really had to do much in the way of discipline because there hasn't been anything to really discipline right exactly i can relate to that the only thing i have a problem with parenting is like fighting over video games and yeah, yeah youtube like and tiktok and dumb stupid shit. little shit like that you're just like i just say like fucking um first of all i'll just fucking take it away <laughs> right Everybody and then neither one of you are away. gonna fucking have it yeah exactly and i can relate to that and yeah i think i think there is some type of healing 
and the fact that you're doing it differently, you're breaking that generational curse because the way your mother acted was the way she was treated probably by her dad or something or somewhere, somewhere your mom had to be treated that way to learn that. If not, then it's like a generational in blood thing. Yeah. I remember her telling me stories of having to go get a Twitch. Um, yeah. It was her grandfather. I can't remember if it was my grandmother's dad or my grandfather's dad. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I was 30, so I was staying at, I was living with her um after a a breakup and then i've and i was having a hard time dealing with not only living in her basement but also with that with that breakup and i had contemplated suicide for the third and final time of my life to this point where i sat on my couch i was 30 i felt like i had nothing to show for my life where what the fuck am i doing living in a basement had my gun in my lap and everything. I'll, and then I texted my ex-wife and uh, she just reminded me of the kids. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I remember while I was staying there, uh, my mom just, she, her, her colors were showing once more where it was just something that was super insignificant and didn't matter. Um, and she made this huge scene about it in front of my kids. And, um, I just, I told her, I said, I was like, it's, a, I, I, I was speaking calmly as calmly as I, I have ever done with my mother when she's yelling at me. Um, and she was, she started spouting off this like hateful fucking, like, I want to hurt your feelings shit over like this stupid, like stupid little thing and telling me that I, I love my dad more and maybe my dad will do this for me and that and blah, 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 blah. And then I told her, I literally said, I was like, you're just trying to be hurtful at this point. And I was like, and I don't appreciate it. And I think you should fucking stop talking before you say more shit that either you don't mean or that is going to hurt more in front of my children. And she's like, all you do is fucking yell at your fucking kids and blah, 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 blah. And this and that. And I said, and she just kept going and I yelled at her. I said, you know what? Fuck you. And she turned around and I gave her the middle finger with both of my fingers. <laughs> yeah. And, and she goes, if I ever said that to my parents, they would have fucking kicked my ass. And I go, yeah, I'd like to see you try and kick my ass at fucking 30 years old. You fucking dumb. But you know, what yeah. I mean? all these yeah. words. And of course, I said it in front of my children. And then me and my kids left for the entire day. And I explained to them how, um, number one, those words are not for them to be used. Um, and I apologized that they had to see that and this and that. And ever since then, my kids have been uncomfortable around my mother. Yeah, that makes sense because they haven't had the same raising. And that's a testament to that. And I wouldn't, I mean, you're doing, you, okay. So the words are coming out spirit. You're doing the best you can. Mm. So don't just keep doing what you're doing. There's nothing that you can do different. I mean, you're, you're out here, you're working every day, you're providing for your family, you're doing it solo, you know, which is great. It's so hard solo these days, financially, just speaking, mm. uh, to make it, you're still doing it. 
you're taking, I mean, you're doing what you have to do to be a father and you're doing what you have to do for yourself. And that is commendable. So, and I mean that, yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, so don't ever feel like you're less than. That's what spirit's saying. Okay. I've spent most of my life thinking I was inadequate. I wasn't enough. And, um, the things that I went through in my last relationship, uh, was affirming to those types of feelings and thoughts. Right. Well, and that's that I just heard the words like people pleaser. You had to do things, you know, there's certain people in this world that even when we're 25, I don't think we're ready for a committed, serious, full-blown relationship because Mm -hmm. even at 25, we're not a hundred percent grown that makes sense like our brains I don't really think I found myself until I hit somewhere after 32 or 33 and I still struggled I'm finally just now at 36 comfortable in my own skin and know what I want you know like even Mm -hmm. if I can't even if I can't achieve I know what I want emotionally and physically and all that and that's just part of growth you know that's just part of what it is but I think um moving forward I think a lot of that's going to change for you, but yeah, so I think that's it for my channeling. Um, Emily, do you have anything else you want to add channeling wise? I think we pretty much. No, I mean, I'm getting, a, I'm starting to get that headache again. Yeah, I have a that's... headache. Okay. okay. <laughs> that makes sense then. I just yeah. started um, getting it like 20 yep. minutes ago. Yep. Okay. Well, from here, I would just like to say to the listeners, we plan on working with Kevin to help whatever, however we need, you know, and kind of judging what's going on in his life and whatever he wants to share with us. We'll be doing that off, you know, recording. We'll be doing that behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. uh, if Kevin will let us, we'll give y'all like many updates. We're not going to get anything without him personal or nothing, but I'm sure he'll allow us to update you on certain things and stuff. And, um, Besides that, I think we have come to the end of this recording. So how can people find you? Anything you want to shout out? This is your time. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so the show is where the weird ones are. Um, I'm on Rumble, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and I think that's it. <laughs> actually uh but it's where the weird ones are um and um i'm on also on instagram i actually am super active on uh instagram and that's where underscore the weird ones are i welcome dms of any kind uh if you want to share your your insight on the show if you want to uh be on the show to talk about your experiences whether it be paranormal spiritual uh, cryptids conspiracy or um, you want to get into mental health stuff I'm I'm down for that as well um, the, I a good way to reach out to be on the show would be my email which is where the weird ones are at gmail.com um, and I will say my favorite book that I think you guys should check out in 2024, which is going to have uh, the three stories, the three big stories that I told you guys, which is um, 
the experiences, the two experiences when I was older and the mushroom people stories are going to be in this book called UFOs over Maine, um, written by a gentleman named Nomar Slevik. He goes around Maine, uh, collecting, uh, stories from UFO sightings to alien encounters to cryptid encounters. Um, and he's revising that book. He, I think he released it in 2014 and he's revising it now for a release in 2024 and that the 2024 release is going to have my stories in it nice that is so awesome yeah definitely check out check out his podcast guys you can go on youtube or pretty much anywhere you get your podcast it seems and we'll be linking all his information in the description box below so i want to thank you very much kevin for coming on uh, it's always a pleasure. We always have a lot of fun and super duper appreciate it. You're super fucking awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I love listening to your guys' show. Um, and I appreciate Ditto. you guys having me on. And I appreciate you guys coming on to mine. Um, it almost seems like we could talk forever. I think the first time you guys were on my show, uh, we t- did most of our talking off air. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, this is this is going to be every bit of a three hour podcast. So we'll probably do a two part special. Maybe we're going to talk about it. But yeah, like okay. this is going to be a massive one, too, because we still have to do our intro and outro and all that good shit, too. Yeah. And put in a 30 minute clip. <laughs> Damn, son. Yeah. So you'll probably get a two parter. Nope. All righty. Well, we appreciate it. I well, appreciate you. <laughs> Well, guys, so what did you guys think of the interview with Kevin? I thought it was very interesting. And I I love that we can talk to different people and listen to all their different experiences because not everyone has the same experiences as one another. So I always find that interesting. Yes, it was lit. We always enjoy talking to him. Mm -hmm. We could literally go for hours, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And our journey is not done with his situation. It hit me like a ton of bricks because the crazy thing is, is I have been watching anything and everything related to the ocean. And when it hit me, it like, and I knew it was going to come up because there's no, there's no mistake. Sometimes when I veg out and recluse myself, like I do sometimes because I am a cancer moon and I go into my shell I end up watching things that eventually lead to answers for my clients in the future. Mm-hmm. And I have it dreams. I have dreams and feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it comes. Yeah, for sure. It comes in all directions. It's just so weird sometimes. And it's even through, now this sounds a little psycho. Like I get this. I hear what's getting ready to come out of my mouth already. Cause I'm thinking it obviously, but you get kind of pushed in directions for a reason, even with the algorithm. And I don't know how that's possible with spirit, but I know I'm not the only one that's had that happen. I've heard people talk about it. (laughs) But yeah, so it was a lot of fun sitting down with him. Um, Yeah. You can definitely find all his information in the description boxes down below. Next week, we'll just leave it as a surprise as to what we're going to do. We're definitely not going to have another origin story. We're going to be back on the game. I think it's, we're getting closer and closer to, talking more about intuitive abilities. Mm -hmm. So we'll be kind of getting into that and some other things right before. Maybe, I think we might do, well, maybe I'll tell you guys. I think we're going to do a little bit on spiritual protection, but we haven't decided if that's going to be one video, I mean, one podcast or not. So we'll see. We'll see. 
but yeah so that's what we got to look forward to next week oh and definitely remember if you don't mind in the description box or the show notes down below you can also find a link to one of our support spooky campaigns with the haunted hensdale house in hensdale new york you can check out their uh, website and pick up some of their super awesome merch and we are an affiliate with them you do get 10 percent off your entire order if you use code lights at midnight p p standing for podcast yes <laughs> yes mm. not p but podcast um yes. <laughs> but yeah so until next time guys that's a wrap hell yeah do the tootsie roll Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!